Blog Talk Radio. From the House of Representatives, the 59th Congress, Second Session, Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad, Letter from the Secretary of State, Submitting Report on the Subject of Citizenship, Expatriation, and the Protection Abroad. Page 459, Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir, there are strictly speaking no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing, which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. 2 and 3. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3rd, 1880, as follows. Article 15. Any subject of Morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to Morocco shall, after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization, choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit Morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. Foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. The above ruling has never yet been acted upon and should this at any time be contemplated seriously a large number of naturalized people American and others residing in Morocco would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality of more subjects 
and the Moorish government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Philip. Google United States Code Title 22 Chapter 2 Section 141 Consular Courts Act August 1st 1956 Repealed Sections 141 to 143 Effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956, and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 800. 44. Sections 141. R.S. Sections 4083, 4125, 4126, 4127. Act June 14, 1878. Chapter 193. 20. Statute 131. Related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. This is Bashar, and he also knows that North America, or the America, North America is known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa. Of course, I know that. North America was known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa, and it reported to the Sultan of Morocco. And there was a relation. This is why I needed to ask you, what's the relation between the first, you know, colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco, because they con con communicated, because in on paper, it was part of Greater Morocco. That's it, known. That's known. But I, I, I need and Bashar's to know, from Jordan. Yes. Palestinian. Yes. And he Palestinian, Jordanian, Arab, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Why, why do you think that is? Because, why? because uh, uh, after so many generations, 
if you not touch down, you will lose. So therefore, listen good what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. A man that do not know his own identity, when he is giving one, he will simply believe. Mm -hmm. He will simply believe what he's not. You're right. So therefore, you will act as a stranger to your own identity. Because you only believe on somebody after you that. Yeah. So you act opposite to truly what you are. Yeah. Do you think do you think it's more pressure because of the economic power, I guess, the European have put the laws on so they just believe, hey, it's that that's that's what it is. We're we're no we're blacks now. We're blacks. Like does that make sense? That like, you're just a color. You no, have no nationality, no, you have no history. That's, that's my point. If you was not stars now and you have to understand another to to to, to I would say not a lie because everybody lies that is a thing of life, but uh, um, I often say that is uh, deceived. Mm -hmm. To deceive, to deceive one, you have to replace, to take one thing out and replace it by another. Yeah. Therefore, okay. the blind, so the black is the black. So therefore, they just is your black, but they don't realize no, they stole your identity from you. So therefore, you might not know who you are. Yeah. So you just give your color black, black. What the yeah. heck is black? Yeah, because what we're trying to tell them, like, a lot of the things that are going on with our people with injustice is because of the system and what they call themselves and what they recognize themselves. They don't, they don't have any law. They don't, there's no law for, for black people in this country. Like, you're not even supposed to be a part of this country. So, therefore, what nation are you from? You see? But, you, like you said, you know, when you take your history, you know. People will say, well, big deal. So what, why is history important at all? History is extremely important. Imagine if, if I could take from each one of you as an individual everything you knew about your life up to last week and just erase it. Where would you be? You, you'd be lost. You, you'd be incompetent. You wouldn't know how to plan for the future. And you do the same thing with a people. If you erase their history or you don't tell enough about their past, they also become incompetent and they can't fulfill the future. And that's why a lot of people in the black community have felt, well, how come all of the dreams of the civil rights movement aren't yet fulfilled? And one reason is because this history is still suppressed. It still isn't taught. But there's been a recent discovery which is going to blow the lid off of all that. And that's what I'm going to talk about. You've had four of these major impacts that the black people have made to the Americas, not only before Columbus was born, but before even Spain or Italy existed. That's, that's the kind of, of roots that are in this country. And by knowing that, and the more you know about it, it's an empowerment. You're, you're really rude. You have got a heritage which is more than slavery. Sure, there was slavery, but that's not all. That's a small part of it. Long before that, there's a heritage of kings, seafarers, religious missionaries, and they were all here. But it happened so long ago, there's just so little of it left. But some adults have difficulty handling that. What connects it up is even the word more, because it's pronounced differently in different parts, of, even of Africa. And they call themselves more, mu, mur. There's all variations of that, so even the name mur. And individuals are missing the point. What conversation stop it? I'm a mole, and got sense enough to know I'm a mole, and ain't gonna never argue with you that I'm not a mole, and wouldn't come in your house or come among you and say I'm a mole if I didn't feel in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that I am. If you don't understand that, get that together, real quick. And recognize how you've been miseducated, not just by Europeans, but by your own. 
These people know that you're not black. They don't doubt it. They know that you're not black. And they know that you're Moors. You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network, where the evolution is... But you push too hard, even numbers 
got limits. Why did one straw break the camel back? Here's the secret. The million other straws underneath it. It's all mathematics. I'm not mighty most <laughs> It's simple mathematics. Check it out. And I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able to say it. Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about, you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But you said you, something to the effect, you were a self-made God. Explain it. Um, I made up my mind to make a change in my life when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. We are all gods on this planet, every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. It's the first yeah. time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it unless there's God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. And until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults to our elderly to whatever situation you want to talk about. Okay, we we got to run to a quick commercial, and they're going to do a cut from the album, and we're waiting for an Isaac Hayes album soon. You can sure invite him. Right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. Hit it. How oh, you feel, brother? Feeling good. You feel good? Feeling good. It's it's really good. so much bone, brother. How you feel, man? I feel all right. I call your name. I don't want no people to know you're in here. How you feel, fellas? Hey, yeah. You're getting down. Look at him. We're gonna have a bump Take 
14th Amendment is very questionable as to whether or not somebody can come over, have a baby, and immediately that baby is a citizen. Uh, you okay? know, the court has pretty much you're said right. that it reads an immigrant uh, well, there. This, this is a minority uh, legal Chris, opinion you're talking about. there are about. many people that totally feel that... They that may are, want look, it that way. Amending is too big a deal. It's going to take... It'll be two terms. I'd be in my second term or my eighth year by the time, assuming everything went smoothly, because to amend the Constitution... It takes a long time, I believe, especially on a very divisive issue. I believe you can win it legally, okay? I believe you can win it legally. And in any event, the parents have to leave. Given what most Americans believe, the next statement may be more shocking than any previous. The fact is, the United States is not a country, but a corporation contractually created by the Constitution. Your state is a country, per the law, and your original citizenship is of that country. Our founders instituted themselves to be first and foremost citizens of their respective states. As of 1787, those states already had formed a union, and they created the Constitution for the purpose of perfecting that union in forming a national government. They did not intend that the new nation have any jurisdiction or powers over the states or their citizens that were not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. They stated this point quite clearly in Article 1, Section 8,
Clause 17 of the Constitution. They granted the United States exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding 10 miles square as may become the seat of the government of the United States, our District of Columbia, and to exercise authority over all places purchased by the consent of the states. And that is all. The framers further secured the rights of the people with the Ninth and Tenth Amendments in the Bill of Rights. In the Ninth, they established that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And in the Tenth, they made clear that the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. The only way the federal government can have any jurisdiction beyond these constitutional clauses is by written permission or contract. Which leads us to another piece of the puzzle, the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, ratified in 1868 following the Civil War. As barbaric as it may sound today, the black slaves prior to the conclusion of the Civil War were legally considered to be property with none of the rights or privileges of free-born people only duties. The money interests took advantage of America's desire to free the slaves and found a way to use the swiftly adopted post-war constitutional amendments to enslave all of the people. The deceit is in the wording of both the 13th and 14th Amendments. You will note that the 13th Amendment provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States. But why the emphasis on involuntary servitude? Isn't it the same thing as slavery? Sure it is. But they had to mention the concept of involuntary servitude because they wished to retain another type of slavery, voluntary servitude. Voluntary servitude is an ancient and established concept. It was the way serfs became subjects to their lords during feudal times in England and other European countries. It was a way for free men to earn a living at a time when all property was held by a select few, and thus anyone who wanted to farm and support their family had first to agree to be subject to a lord of the land. Our forefathers hated this concept and designed our Constitution to exclude titles of nobility, making all Americans sovereign. The 14th Amendment turned the intention of the founders on its ear by making voluntary servitude a requirement for former slaves to gain the rights already guaranteed to free-born United States citizens. When the slaves were released from their involuntary servitude following the war, their status was changed from that of being property to that of being a person. But being a person still entitled them to none of the rights associated with citizenship. So the 14th Amendment ostensibly was written to provide the former slaves with the same constitutional rights of free-born American citizens, but only if they agreed first to become subject to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, making oneself paramountly, that is, first subject to the jurisdiction of the laws of the United States, however, limits access to parts of the Bill of Rights, as we'll explain in a moment. But first remember, Anyone who voluntarily subjects himself to the laws or jurisdiction of another is, in every way, obligated to abide by the terms of any contracts or laws established by whomever establishes the rules of the contract.
In simple terms, this meant that the former slaves became subjects first to the United States and secondly to the state in which they lived. They had no sovereignty whatsoever. This status had never existed in the United States prior to that time. The 14th Amendment created a new class of citizenship in the United States, a second-class citizenship. Up until 1868, every American was a paramount citizen of their state, and by virtue of that, also a citizen of the United States, with full individual sovereignty as guaranteed by Amendments 9 and 10 in the Bill of Rights. But so-called naturalized citizens, or 14th Amendment citizens, are paramountly subject to all laws of the United States and, having no status as freeborn citizens, have no access at all to the unenumerated rights retained for the people by Articles 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights. That's because, in order to get any rights at all, they had to subject themselves to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, which left them no unenumerated rights. The only rights they had were those specifically written into the Constitution. The sad tragedy of America today is that all U.S. citizens, regardless of race, are now 14th Amendment slaves due to contracts with the government of the United States through Social Security, birth certificates, driving licenses, citizenship statements, tax forms, and many other documents. The true paramount citizenship that all Americans deserve is that of their respective state, which is a sovereign citizenship. Such status would exempt them from federal and state income taxes, as well as property and inheritance taxes. This sovereign citizenship was the status held by our forefathers. Now, if you're still thinking that the U.S. government needs to have a central bank and collect income tax or it will collapse, think again. Over two-thirds of the federal government's income is derived from sources other than income tax. There is even evidence suggesting that none of your income tax is used by the government. Fees, excise taxes, tariffs, sales taxes, and other forms of income have easily supported the U.S. budget in the past and could easily support it now. We have done without a national bank for large stretches of our history, and the U.S. Treasury is perfectly capable of printing and managing a money supply. In fact, the only constitutionally sanctioned currency is backed by gold or other precious metals. This is a far more stable form of currency and is the type of money the Treasury was designed to handle. The government was doing so well collecting money under these original laws that it had amassed a huge surplus by the time this cartoon was penned a hundred years later in 1887, when there still was no income tax collected at all. Up to this point, we have shown you how the money interests have, one, established the Federal Reserve System, and two, exploited a second class of citizenship created by the 14th Amendment for other purposes. And we have mentioned a few names involved in the creation of the Fed. But there are other organizations working for our economic enslavement as well along with other extremely rich and powerful international bankers those who support the fed have created a global movement to centralize economic power in various puppet organizations that preach peace and stability through some variation of socialism but act aggressively to draw nations into a web of foreign debt and servitude to their agenda the united nations 
the World Monetary Fund, and the Council on Foreign Relations are all committed to an agenda of world domination through manipulation of economic power. The Council on Foreign Relations openly admits to being a private club, yet it is the primary recruiting post in both international banking and the federal government of the United States. Richard Nixon, Nelson Rockefeller, John Foster Dulles, Dean Rusk, Alger Hiss, Robert S. McNamara, and every president since FDR, with the exception of John Kennedy, have been members of this exclusive club where super financiers and your elected representatives can mix freely and plan the next step in the consolidation of power in a new world order.
it can't produce so much stuff on the lower level because the melanin is higher than that level. It only produces when you break it to a higher level and start thinking in a higher level that it produces that. That's why the white boy, even though that, who ain't already got no melanin. They teach their children, they get into all the Star Wars and the superheroes and the superhero that and the comic books and all that shit. What you perceive yourself is what you are. So you got to stop perceiving yourself as just an everyday Negro. And stop perceiving yourself as sons and daughters of God. Now ain't no way in hell no sons and daughters of God will be walking around this motherfucker talking about both. You're supposed to be ruling God's systems and universes. So therefore, you got to start programming the melanin, which is the actual way you program the actual alchemy process. It's thought. The physical is an illusion. It doesn't exist, so you have to program through thought. Y'all getting it? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's see. A few other things here. What time is it? We're going to come back. We're going to come back tomorrow. Let's deal with this. If the religion that you have is designed to shut down your God principle, you can call it the archetypes of the collective unconsciousness, then what they speak against that you that makes you scared of is your actual, actual power. Now, what I mean by that is this. We're talking about certain ancient words that you think now has been turned into something negative that it wasn't before. And this is what it means. The word demon that you think is negative is your higher melanated spirit. And give you a case in point on what I'm talking about is this. A brother called me back in 95. He said, I've been going, he said, I've been, I was born with a veil. You know, that's the southern word of, I was born psychic. Right. Or I was a seer. Right. So I was born with a veil and I could see. He said, now ever since I was a little boy, these damn evil spirits been following me. He said, it's about three of them. He said, all my life, he said, I done gone to all kind of people. And those particular people that I have gone to have take, told me all kinds of things to get rid of them. And brother, they still bothering me. What do you know that I can do to stop this? And right then the spirit said, Motherfucker, them ain't no demon. Them his motherfucking boys. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, them your boys, man. You supposed to congratulate them and say, hey, man. Mm-hmm. Jet, I understand now. I'm on such a low level to when I look up at what is God now, that scares me because it's remotely different than what I've fallen to. That's heaven coming to get you out of hell, and you scared of heaven. I say, greet them. Pull out bases to them and tell them to come on in. He greeted them, pulled out bases, and they came up and said, Hey, man. Lord, brother, we've been trying for 37 years to get with you. We used to hang out in a previous life, but you incarnated back into the physical, and we are still on this plane. And ever since, and we've been trying to get to you for years, because it's been thousands of years. But what happened was, is you were so ignorant in the other incarnation, but this time you was born in a veil, 
You could see us, so therefore we figured we could visit you because you had some type of consciousness. But he was woke up in that orthodox Islam. They were calling them gems and shit. He said, we've been trying to visit you since you was a little boy. You are out there important. You see? So what you call demons is called Asgodamian. Like it or not, we all come hardwired with a complete set. Twelve six-packs. The Gnostic demons are units of unchained natural forces within ourselves, our melanated forces, that we have ignored, denied, and disowned. They serve us to do, our, to do their mischief when, when our will is will and is, is ambiguous and our existence is low. After we have committed an embarrassing act of, unbelie of unbelievable stupidity, you are really referring to them when you slap yourself and say, I am my own worst enemy. As long as they are ignored, they are uh, uncontrolled, they are dangerous and hungry beasts in, in, in an abandoned zoo. Now, what this means is this. What this means is this. The ancient word for that is called agodamian, or demon, which is the melanin spirit. Which is the melanin spirit. I told you about books on Gautier. Alistair Crowley said that the Gautier spirits, that those particular so-called demon spirits that the Christianity is telling you not to deal with, is nothing but the leftover portions of the brain that the science tells you your ass don't use. Remember they say we only use a small portion of our brain? That's when you tap into the real deal science of the melanin and the real deal archetypes of your brain. It's so unusual in this regular, rational, mundane shit that you go through until you get scared. But that's your higher self coming and say, man, if you really tap into this shit and face your own soul, we can fuck out some shit. You see? But in order to pray for that, you've got to pray to your higher self. But so to pray to God, hell, all people are God. As the Bible says, you might be praying to some black man on his front porch, and that motherfucker might be on crack. He's still a God. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to understand and talk and honor to yourself. You know what I mean when I say this? You do the shit all the time. See, the society tell your ass, people who talk to themselves is crazy. But you know you've been talking to your goddamn self for years. Just when the motherfucker comes around, you say, who are you talking to? Oh, I was saying <laughs> Why do you talk to yourself? You talk to yourself because that's your higher self you're talking to and ain't nobody around. You do it all the time. What you got to do now is you got to start referring to the energy is all, all the God that you're looking for. The higher God has made the law to put it within you. See, the only way you're going to get to me is through yourself. So you can't get to the Father but through the Son. Right. Not through some old motherfucker hanging on some damn cross. You worship a dead motherfucker, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he a motherfucker that couldn't even save himself from the cracker from the Roman, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna give the, the truck to that person. He's gonna come better than that shit. Cause I know some motherfucker white people better than that shit. Okay, okay, let me just say. The key on what I'm saying is this. We'll be back tomorrow. Is the power that you are looking for is in yourself. This is not blasphemy. This is not so-called sacrilegious. 
I ain't have shit, but I made it work. After we fuck, I made a twerk. Open the trap in January. Shit got rid of on May the first. Came through his block in a Hellcat. I am the shit that you smell at. See, I am the shit that you smell at. The street screaming, I rail back. Bring me some salmon after the sushi. This is the preview. Here come the movie. Hoping the law continue to bless me, but I don't be wearing no goofies. My body different, baby. Here end up missing, baby. We starting these cars. We starting these cars. No keys in the ignition, baby. They dragging my name through the mud. They saying that I'm money hungry. I'm money hungry, but I came for the love. Plus, I came with some thugs. I'm on the boat drinking my ties. How do I buy? I fly by. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. But I got a uh, death fly. Get the bag Whoa. right. That's the bottom line. Stay rich. That's the bottom line. She want to fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids because I'm proud of mine. Bottom line. Bottom line. I'm the man. Bottom line. Chain watches. They all bright. But I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right. That's the bottom line. Came to win. That's the bottom line. She want to fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids because I'm proud of mine. Bottom line. Bottom line. I'm the man. Yeah. Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Those people seem very odd, budget artists. They've all been to the place that sends you mad. The place that sends you mad? Yes, and you'll have to go in there as well. That's your next task. What do we have to do in this place that sends you mad? Oh, nothing much. You have to obtain a certain permit which will then allow you to go on to the next task. I see. Nothing but a simple administrative formality. That's right. A formality. A simple formality. You merely have to ask for permit number A38. All right, Obelix. What is it? We want a copy of permit number A38. What the message to the galley? No, we sent it to the wrong place. You need to ask at the harbour master's office down at the port. What? Uh, no, uh, we don't want to register a galley. We want a copy of permit number A38. The port, you'll find it at the other end of town. It's down by the seaside. We don't want to go to the port. We want a copy of permit number A38. A? Permit number A38! Here, yeah, there's no need to shout. What manners? Where do you think you are by Jupiter? Appliance window number one. Left-hand corridor, last door on the right. Got it? Last door on the right? Last door on the right? There is no door on the right. Uh, he must have got it wrong. Let's try the door opposite. Uh. 
And who gave you permission to come into my office? Oh, uh, we're looking for window one. Consult the floor plan on the sixth floor. And close the door. Impertinence. Now, where were we, Miss Arnica? These stairs are pretty steep. Carry on. This one? No, this is the fourth floor. We want the sixth. Make it out at all. Oh, no, here it is. Window number one is on the ground floor, first corridor on the right. I just want a copy of permit number A38. You have been misdirected. You have to apply to window number two. Next door to this one? No, that one is window eight. I can't remember where they put number two. Ask them at the desk. But, but... Where's window two? I've already told you once the port is down by the seaside. But I don't want the port. I want... Now, gentlemen, do come down. Some of us are trying to work. And what is the problem, may I ask? No idea, Mr. Prevexer. They keep jabbering a lot of nonsense. We, uh, we're looking for window uh, two. Window two. Where exactly did they put that one? The last time anyone saw it, it was somewhere on the third floor, corridor B, door six, Mr. Prefectser. Well, then, there you are, gentlemen. There was nothing to get so worked up about. We seem to be getting somewhere now. Mm, I'm not all that confident. So then she bought some material from a Phoenician trader to redecorate her cubiculum. Put hangings over marble, how odd. Oh, well, you know her. The kind has always got to show off. And mind you, she can't even afford to keep a slave or so. Uh, miss. She sold off her Iberian, claiming that she preferred to do her housework herself. But I know that her husband's financial situation... Excuse me. Oh, can't you see I'm busy? Where was I? The financial situation. Oh, yes. Poor old Claudius, you know. He worked up a nice little business building viaduct. Well, dear, the last... Excuse me, miss. Thank you, but how people are these days. What do you want? Permit A38. Have you filled in the blue form? The blue form? No. Then how do you think you're going to get permit A38? We're going to get hold of his blue form. Window one. I've been there. That's right, dear. That viaduct at the first breath of wind, crash. Did it collapse? Nothing left but some ruins. Still, they look picturesque in the country. She's at lunch. But you could apply to window 35. Ask them down at the desk. You at the pod, you're beginning to get me down. Fill in this form and then you'll be able to get the pink form. What pink form? The one you need in order to get permit A38, window 12, second floor, staircase B, corridor J. (laughs) 
You need the yellow form, Windows 7 on the fifth floor. Staircase K, Corridor W. Get the green form, Windows 14 on the first floor. Staircase S, Corridor T. Get maroon form, Windows 56 on the sixth floor. Staircase P, Corridor T. Get the violet form, Windows 46. The red form, Get out of here, Asterix. The magic potion won't be any help to us here. We'll go mad, and we'll be Julius Caesar's slaves. Not if I know it. Uh, now, it's true the magic potion's not any good in here, but I know what. We shall have to fight them with their own weapons. You watch this. <laughs> Is this where I get permit number A39? Don't you mean A38? No, for permit A38... No, 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 no. What I want is permit number A39 as stipulated in the new circular B65. In the new circular B65? Wait here. Here. Ever heard of circular B65? Hmm. Circular B65? The one about permit A39? Not me. We shall have to find out from the head of filing systems of material not yet coordinated. Is he on the fifth floor, staircase Z, corridor V now? Mm. No. His office has moved to the second floor. Staircase H, corridor M. Shall we go? Yes, come on. Circular B65. About permit A39? No, the messages a new provisional material center must have forgotten to let us know. They're on ground floor, staircase 2, corridor U. What? A new circular, and I haven't even been told. I'll see the assistant head of non-transmitted material. Where's he? Well, go and ask down at the desk. Carry on with our famous article. just now. What are you after? Permit number A38. All right. Then kindly leave. Some people here are trying to work. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.
One of the most important things, because the subconscious mind really has fundamental programs of life that we acquire from our parents, our family, our community uh, between uh, the last trimester of pregnancy and the first seven years. So this is why nature created the first seven years of a child's life to download how to be a member of a family and a society and a culture by strictly observing other people. It's actually a brain function. It's a equivalent of hypnosis. Yes. Okay. So the fundamental programs of your subconscious are not yours. The conscious mind is yours. That's the creative mind. Well, the issue is that the conscious mind uh, can travel in time. What are you doing next week? Yeah. Your mind lets go of the moment, goes to the next week. What did you do last week? Let's go of the moment, and you move into last week. Or I say, Ty, think of something in your head. Uh, and the moment you're thinking, you're not paying attention. Well, this is what the function of the subconscious comes in. When you're not paying attention, you go to autopilot. So it's not like you're walking down the street and you have a thought and then stop. Like that. No, you continue walking. Yeah, but you're not paying attention. So it's a subconscious that does all the jobs from walking to driving the car. Uh, and so why is this relevant? Because when we're not paying attention and we default to the subconscious, we, start, we play the programs that are in the subconscious. And then I go, yeah, but the programs in the subconscious are primarily not yours. They came from other people. The, the, and most of them, as psychologists tell us, most of the programs we get are disempowering, self-sabotaging, and limiting. Yes. And the relevance about that is this. If I'm going to play those programs, then I'm, by definition, I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot. The reason why you play the subconscious programs is because the conscious mind's engaged with thinking, which is 95% of the time or more. And that means 95% of your behavior is invisible to you. And why I really wanted to emphasize this so much is this, because we believe we're victims. Oh, you know, I really wanted to be successful. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to have a great relationship, and it's not working out. Yeah. And then you say, well, that was my intention. And it's not working, so therefore the world's against me. And then we go into victims like, God, I really wanted it and it didn't happen. And I just wanted people to wake up because it basically is this. It's not the world against you at all. The world will give you everything. The issue is you're not operating from your conscious mind except 5% at the most. And so your life is really a reflection of your subconscious programming. Now you say to me, well, I got programmed from the last trimester of pregnancy, first seven years, so I was being programmed when I was one and two and three, and I go, absolutely. And you say, but what, what were the programs? I wasn't there. I have no idea what the hell the programs are. And I go, here's the neat part. 95% of your life is coming from the subconscious. So all you have to do is look at your life and just look at it and say, for what? I say, what comes to you that you want and it comes to you easily, you have programs to allow that to happen. But what you struggle with, what you work hard on, what you, you have to put a lot of effort into, why are you working so hard? And the answer is simple, because you have an invisible program that is sabotaging you from that point. So now all of a sudden you say, well, what do I need to change? I say, well, look at your life yes. and tell me what you're having trouble with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the, the, the direct expression of a program that's not supporting you. There's always been a belief that the conscious and the subconscious minds are one and the same. So if I educate my conscious mind, then my subconscious mind should automatically know what the heck I just did. Yeah. Right? So then I say, well, yeah, guess what? How many self-help books did you read? And I go, oh, I read all these self-help books. I say, now that you read them, did your life change? And the answer is, no, not really. But I'm really smart because if you ask me any questions about the self-help <laughs> book, I can answer it. I say, well, what's the issue? And the issue is this. The conscious mind is creative. So yeah, I could read the book. 
I could watch this video with you in it. I could uh, even just go, aha, and the conscious mind could accept that and learn it. But the subconscious mind does not learn that way. And that has been the problem because we educate the conscious mind to get really smart and our life stays exactly the same as it is. And the issue is why? Because it doesn't translate from the conscious to the subconscious. Because the subconscious learns in, well, three to four fundamental ways. Number one, the first way it learned seven years was hypnosis because the brain was operating at a low vibrational frequency and just downloading what it saw. After you're seven, how do you learn? Habituation. How'd you learn the ABCs or the times table? You had to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and finally you got it and then you know how to do it. You want to drive a car? You have to practice and practice and then you learn how to do it. So if you want to change the subconscious mind, hypnosis is number one, that works. Uh, number two, repetition, habituation, yes. create a habit. And at first it seems like a struggle because it's new to the subconscious mind, but hey, you didn't learn ABCD the first time you said it, you know, you That's had to right. do it again and again. But after you do it for a repetition period, it will be so natural that if you're not doing it, your subconscious mind goes, hey, what's happening? We're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's really good. We overcome that. Um, uh, a third way, which is um, very, uh, some people get it and it's very powerful, but I wouldn't recommend it, is tremendous emotional shock. <laughs> 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 Boom! Something happens in your life and it's so dramatic that after that moment you're not going to be the same person the subconscious got it right there okay yeah and the newer one and the better one is um, a whole new field of uh, uh, belief change modalities which are also associated with what's called energy psychology yes uh, uh, and these are wonderful uh, because basically uh, it's a form of super learning and what's neat about it the conventional things like hypnosis or habituation there's a time element that takes a long time yeah but these new belief change modalities uh, like a super learning experience you can change a belief you've had your whole life 50 years and change it in 10 minutes yeah. and so this is really it's really it's a new type of psychology that's coming in but it's really necessary because as they say uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention yeah. we're running into a world that has a lot of necessity to change very very quickly so uh, we're really happy to see that there are ways of changing without going through all that anxiety and stress so we can do it really quickly my favorite one is the one that I use because I'm the most familiar with it but there's yeah. many of them in my books I give a whole list but yeah. the one I I use is called psych K like the abbreviation of psychology yeah. it actually represents psychological kinesiology yeah. uh, uh, and it's an exercise where you you get your right and your left brain hemispheres to work in harmony which they don't do on a normal day-by-day -day basis and when you get them to work in harmony that's called brain synchronization a window sort of opens up and you can drop in a new belief in five minutes you know it's really fun because you say well what if you can release these programs and that's uh, the story of the matrix where I say well, I take the red pill I get out of the program and then I say yeah but in real life every time we've taken that red pill I say what's the red pill in real life and the answer is falling in love falling in love with the person or falling in love with a, uh, your creativity or whatever it is falling in love because when you fall in love what you're doing is so captivating and so engrossing and so desirable you don't let your conscious mind wander so the first time in your life your conscious mind staying present and I said well why is that important conscious mind wishes desires and aspirations if you're operating from that mind you manifest your wishes and desires so my conclusion for all of this blah 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 that I'm giving you is simply this what if you go into the subconscious mind and change the programs in the subconscious mind so they reflect the wishes and desires of your conscious mind what would that mean and I tell you what it means 
you'll live in a honeymoon for every day of your life on this planet for a simple reason. Yeah. If my conscious mind with wishes and desires begins to wander and I default into the subconscious and is playing my wishes and desires, I never left the honeymoon. Most people's stresses are not real uh, immediate emergency stresses at all. They're beliefs of a fear uh, that they won't have something, they won't have a job, they won't have food, they won't have a friend. Uh, and it's not that they don't have them right now, they're thinking about, oh, that happens! And that's where the stress comes from, and that's why 90% of the people are in fear because they, they recognize that their future is uncertain, but rather than seeing it in a positive way, they, they have a, a, you know, this image of a negative work, thing. Work it all out. And, and, yeah. and it's really interesting because, remember, when you fall in love and you get out of the programming, you create heaven on earth. Well, if it wasn't for the programming, everybody would have heaven on earth. Yes. So if we can change the programming, then heaven on earth is available. A man in Egypt, and this story was told to me by somebody who I trust. The doctors in Egypt told him, brother, all your veins, blood veins reaching to your heart is closing up. He said, can you do a surgery? They said the surgery is so much difficult and so much uh, dangerous. The best way is you go to Europe to make a surgery for your heart. When he went to Germany, the German doctor tell him, your all veins almost closed. This is a very dangerous operation that we have to, to do to you. And the chance of living is 50-50. The man feeling that this might be the last few days of his life, he talked to the doctor, can I have two days to go back to my family and give them farewell? because I may die in Germany and let me go to my friends and ask them to forgive me too so the doctor tell him go but don't be late because your heart veins is closing so the man went to Egypt and he went to see his family and friends as he was walking he saw a woman near a butcher shop collecting the little bones that fall down from the butcher that is the rubbish of the bones he said, woman, what are you doing? She said, I'm collecting this for my daughters. He said, why? She told him, we don't have money, and my daughters did not eat meat since two years. This is the only meat that they can eat. The man talked to the butcher, this sister will come to you every, every, every week, and you shall give her what is enough for her and for her daughters. And I will pay you the money for one year, so that you can be guaranteed to give her for one year. The woman started making dua for him. Oh Allah, give him health. Oh Allah, give him what he pleased for. Oh Allah, give him all wishes he's come true. All this dua come from the deep of the heart. The man after that went to his house. His daughter told him, my father, your face change. Your face is open. Your face is much change. He said, Alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the operation easy in Germany. He traveled to Germany. The doctor do the final checkup before the operation. The doctor asked him, which hospital did you go to? 
I tell him I never go to a hospital anymore. He tell him no, you have taken a strong medicine that open all your heart veins. Your heart veins is so much open, you don't need an operation. You don't need a surgery anymore. He tell him I know what it is. The curer is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and the one who have cured me is Him, and the one who have cured me because I look for another poor person and I help them. This is we back at it. Come on, yeah, it's that 9 11 music right here, man. We in the building, man. Welcome to Ground Zero, everybody. Joel Santana, Dipset, yo, yo, I speak pain, I spit power, talk courage, breathe flowers, follow me through the debris of these towers. The rain, the sleep, the street showers Don't get caught up in the street showers When the guns rain, the clips pour The soldiers grip force and begin war Come on, it's Santana the Great Tie him up, bandana his face, hammer his face Fuck up, I'm trying to get my act together In the booth now, trying to get my rap together You know, I got the fire to heat the street up Abuse the track and beat the beat up You know you already know what I'm about, homie I'm young, I'm focused, I'm just coming out, homie You could go by what you hear through word of mouth, homie Or step out of line, can't bet in the house, homie No, I ain't stopping yet No, my album ain't done, it ain't dropping yet I'm in the midst of a bidding war And we need two mil or more just to move in the door, shit Yes, the boys are back at it Come holler at us, the boys are back at it So line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Yes, the boys are back at it Come on, Colorado, yo, the boys are back at it. You, I'm the man, right? Well, listen to lover. When I beat, vision's a gutter. Kids clapping, kidnapping. Heard him missing a brother. I'm hitting your sister. You kissing your mother. Shit is disgusting. Underground with people, lethal. Trapped in the desert, surrounded by eagles. Yeah, I see your bitches impressed. My kicks is on fresh. This shit on my chest by Mitchell and Ness. Gotta open, hoping she's not. I have a crack in her tits, coke in her twat. Have a crack up the strip, coke up the block. She get cracked up and hit, keep soaping your sock, mommy. My girls lay up in sweets. I have a cake a week and masturbate like sweet. Killer. I be popping them Uzis, copping them Coogees Eyes on the drop, real droopy Mary Snoopy, look at your hoopie Rocking the rubies, hopping the hoochie Popping a coochie Chill while I'm chasing millions I'm a baller that I murk you like Jason Williams Don't play with villains, vacate the building All the apes are coming, rape your children Yeah, it's a kilo to a milligram I'm still the man, words to kill a can Yes! The boys are Yo. back at it. 
Come holler at us, the boys are back at it So line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to Ground Zero Tell them it's Ground Zero Line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to Ground Zero Tell them it's Ground Zero Yes, the boys are back at it Come holler at us, the boys are back at it To all my cars and crooks Slash that to all my pawns and rooks for all the charms they took. To my head of security, British the Titan, clicking the fifth and gripping it tight. God damn it. Not to mention my bishop and knights are listening bricks to the white, making crucial trips through the night. And Prince Duels, I told you ever since Duels, if them faggots even flinch Duels, my dog's gonna eat them alive. 44's depleting, deleting they lives. Come on! And killer while he's leading the move If yeah. gorilla we wouldn't be in this movement Over him I might kill ya, kill ya. Being the tunes and facing my time Lawyer on side Outside spoiler on ride System bumping bumping Oh boy in the ride Oh boy I didn't slide Shit He done came got his boy It's a shame that his boy Had a flame at a boy Over the name we employ Which is none other Than dip set For your dumb motherfuckers Yes the boys are back at it Come holler at us, the boys are back at it So line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Yes, Chillin the boys are back at it Freaky. Come holler at us, the boys well, are back Santa. at it BK Harlem Woo. How well the whole Taliban dipset, T-Money, Luca, Profi, Double Nickel, Blacker, Shane, cut his short on these niggas. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. What's going down? I'm your host, Story Bounce Hill, buddy. And this is The Bottom Line, right here on the New Revolution Radio Network, 347-989-0194 is the calling number. If you want to get in a holler at me, all right, we got a good show lined up for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to be going in a little bit. We're going to be talking tonight about your treaties, how to use government treaties, and we're just going to go through this information tonight because it's really important that we do. Um, It continues our discussion on trust, as well as it's going to help us to further have a better understanding of these treaties. All right, so if you want to get in the highlight and make sure that you press 1, get yourself in the call line so we can uh, can talk to you tonight later on in the show. Now, a um, couple of announcements before we get started. Uh, Trust webinar part four is coming up. The link will be up. I'll have it up tonight so y'all can start registering for the webinar. All right. Get you a seat on part four. You don't want to miss part four. We're going to be going into a lot of good things such as trust insurance. We're going to go over how to, and we've touched on it before, but we're going to go over how to register some things into your trust. We're going to look at a lot of different things when it comes down to your trust and the insurance aspect, the bonding, the trustees. So I look forward to having y'all on part four. All right. Part four is coming up real soon. Okay. Also, um, 
We have a group economics going. So if you'd like to be part of our group economics, you can hit me. We're working on doing some changes. So I've currently closed the group. But if you'd like to get down with it, send me a text message or email. All right. And I'll put you in line for when we jump it back up. Uh, we had to give, and you know, just for transparency, um, I, I, I gave everybody a refund who who went into the group economics because I, I'm not a fan of creating a bubble, right? I, I like to make sure that if we're going to create something, everybody gets paid out and it's fair for everybody. You don't want to leave people behind, right? Especially when people are struggling as it is, right? So um, we gave everybody a refund who was in the group. Uh, if you participated in our group economic, I appreciate it. It was, it was actually very successful, um, we paid out three people yesterday, and, and they can tell you for themselves they got paid out. But we're going to do it in another manner where it's more conducive, where uh, people can make more money, and the money can be made more efficiently and to secure everybody's investment. All right? So we're working on that. I'm working with an investment advisor um, and a few other things. All right? So stay tuned for that. We're going to bring it back to you shortly. But I want to thank those who did participate in it because it was a good trial run. It was very, very successful. All right. And, you know, um, I know now that we, we can practice group economics through our private radio trusts. Okay. Which is, which is amazing. All right. So I want to thank those who got involved with that. All right. Also, um, I noticed some of y'all missing the Saturday shows. Make sure y'all get in on the Saturday shows, man. Y'all want to learn about commerce. Y'all want to do commerce, but y'all not getting on the commerce show. Come in on Saturdays and holler at us. Get in on this commerce show. Come learn some of this commerce with us on Saturday. All right? Come learn some of these entrepreneurial skills that we're giving out every Saturday right here on the New Evolution Radio. Okay? All right. So with that being said, let's get right down to it. Tonight we're talking about trees. Uh, and you know the whole discussion of treaties is a, you know, it's an interesting discussion. Um, it's one that I don't particularly always dive into deep, deep. But as we get further into trust, it's more important that we talk about the treaties. So you know we always deal with our state constitution. But you must know that the supreme law of the land are the treaties, right? Now, what is a treaty, right? What what is a treaty, right? And, and you may ask yourself, you may think you know what a treaty is, right? But what in reality is really a treaty? Well, a treaty is a contract, right? A treaty is a formal written agreement, right? Something that's binding, it's entered into um, by what they call actors, okay? In international law, okay? Namely, sovereign states, which are two sovereign bodies. Uh, political entities, uh, body politics, and this with international organizations. Okay? Now, a treaty may also be known as an international agreement or a protocol or a covenant or a convention or a pact or an exchange of letters. Okay? Now, regardless of the terminology, it is an instrument. It is a trust instrument. Okay? Now, these instruments are binding upon the parties that are considered 
to be the subject of the treaties, right? So this is where you get your, your unilateral treaties, you get your bilateral treaties. This is where you get your different form of treaties from, right? Because a treaty is a contract, and this is why I always tell you everything is a contract, right? And this is why we deal so so heavy with contract law. See, a treaty is a binding formal agreement. It's a contract, and it establishes obligations in international law. Okay. Now, the rules concerning treaties between states are contained in the Vienna Convention, right, of 1969, and y'all need to go look that up, the Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties, okay, and those are treaties that deal with state-to-state, right, and a state can be the United States and Germany, right, those are two different states, right, now, the Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties um, it's very important because it deals with how treaties should be written, uh, who can sign on to treaties, who they affect, your law of redress, your law of grievances, things of that nature. Okay. Now, <clears throat> treaties are very, very, very loosely compared to contracts. Because they're not quite your standard contract, right? But the contracts in that the parties willingly assume the obligations among themselves. And any party that breaches the obligation can be held liable under international law. And you can even declare war on another country when they break a treaty. So treaties vary significantly in substance and in complexity. Okay. They also govern a whole variety of matters such as your, uh, your territorial boundaries, your commerce, your trade for buying and selling, uh, political alliances. Okay, This is why a couple weeks ago when I talked about the United States getting rid of um, one of China's uh, uh, consular offices. Right? Now, international laws on treaties are codified. Under the Vienna Convention okay, And this sets forth the rules The procedures And the conditions that create That enforce They amend They interpret What the treaty is supposed to Do, say, and carry out Okay. Now, one of the earliest manifestations Of international relations Are treaties Okay, And they are recognized As a primary source of international law. So if another country wants to get at you, right, for something that you committed, excuse me, I have to get some water, then they're going to have to go back and relate to the treaties. Now, there was a case um, not long ago where a woman uh, hit and she hit and she did a hit and run on his kid over in the UK. Right, her ass got scared, and she ran back over to the United States. And as a result, the UN kept trying to pressure the United States to extradite her. And the United States was like, "No, we're not extraditing her. She's got immunity. Matter of fact, she's got diplomatic immunity." Okay, and this is where they've gotten rid of a lot of the diplomatic immunity when it comes to certain things, um, because you essentially at a certain level are protected 
This is where your protected persons come from. Okay. Now, a treaty is an official, express, written agreement. Okay. It states um, what is legally binding. Okay. Now, it deals with two parties, and sometimes it can deal with four parties, it can deal with three parties, it can deal with more than two parties. But normally, a treaty is between two parties. So, a treaty is an official document, and it expresses the agreement in words. Okay, it is also objectively the outcome of what we know, what we call a ceremonial occasion, and I'll show you why in a little bit, right? Because every treaty technically is a ceremony. So, when treaties are done. They are, they are actually done ceremonially, and I want you to think about um, a lot of the treaties that were done with the Native Americans and the settlers, right? Those were actually done ceremonially because when you would go and do a treaty, there would be certain things that you would carry out while doing your treaty to ensure the longevity of the treaty, right? So there is no prerequisite. Of academic accreditation or cross-professional uh, contextual knowledge that's required to make a treaty, which means that you don't have to be an educated individual in anybody's school of thought other than maybe real life, right, school of hard knocks, to create a treaty, okay? It's a ceremonial occasion, right? Now… Ever since the late 19th century, a lot of treaties are followed fairly consistently with the same format. The format is pretty much the same, right? A treaty typically begins with a preamble describing the high contracting parties, okay? And then their shared objectives in executing the treaty, as well as summarizing any underlying events of the treaty, such as the aftermath of a war, what happens if there is a war. Okay. Um, think about the Treaty of Peace. They do treaties of peace specifically because there may have been a war. Right? Now, a lot of these modern preambles are um, sometimes structured as like a single sentence formatted, right? They, they'll put them uh, in proclamations, things like that, right? So the high contracting parties referred to as either uh, the official title. Which we call the head of state, okay, but not including the personal name, um, or they could call it His Majesty, uh, magnanimous leader, okay, um, His Excellency, King, the President. You understand what I'm saying? Now, let me pull something up for y'all here. Okay. Let me pull something up real quickly. Now, a high, and I'm going to give you a, a working definition here. Right? This is what I'm going to give you. So, a high contracting party, and, and it's very interesting because in the Geneva Convention they talk about this. But a high contracting party is held to its humanitarian obligation, even if the other party to the conflict is not bound by the Geneva Convention or is not respecting it. So you see. You have to, in order to be a high contracting party, you have to do things with clean hands and good faith. 
right, to be a high contracting party. This is why when you go to like places like Dubai, right, your sheiks over there are high contracting parties, right, because they they're essentially dealing um, in an area of morale, right. They gotta have some morality when they're dealing with these things. Okay, so. The high contracting party is your heads of state, his majesty, his king, his excellency, his magnanimous leader, any of those different things, right? And these are enumerated titles, okay, for your representatives of whatever political body politic state that's represented, right? Now, there's something called a, a, a boilerplate clause, right? And a boilerplate clause is um is used in conjunction with contract law, right? And this is done when uh, contracts are formed between parties, right? Where the contract often uses the template or forms with boilerplate clauses, right? And this is why you have templates. <laughs> so boilerplate clauses are standard contractual terms that are routinely included in a lot of contracts. So you could actually um, pull an old tree and use it as a boilerplate template for yourself when you're doing your own contracting with a, quote, treaty. Now, when we talk about these preambles, right, at the very end of a preamble and the start of the actual agreement, so you have a preamble and then you have the actual treaty itself, right? But at the end of the preamble and then at the start of the actual agreement itself um, is, off, is often signaled by words, right? And it'll go, it'll be agreed as follows, right? And pretty much then you'll go on and you'll list all of the rights of the treaty. And then at the end, everybody will sign the specific treaty, okay? Now, what's really interesting about a treaty, especially modern treaties, right, is that regardless of the subject matter, they usually contain articles that govern where the final authentic copies of the treaty will be deposited. AKA a trust. Okay. So you have to put, and this is very important, when you create a treaty, it has to be stored somewhere. The authentic copies need to be placed somewhere. See, the, the end of the treaty, okay, and this is, you know, I want to write this down, it's called the Eschatokal, okay, or the closing protocol, and it's spelled E S C H. A T O C O L. This is the final section of a legal or public document, right? Which includes a, a formula, formulatic sentence, if you will, right? Um, the attestation, right? The, the 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 responsible parties, right? It deals with the author, it deals with the writer, it deals with the co-signer, it deals with the signers, it deals with the principal parties, it deals with the witnesses. It expresses, in essence, the context of the documentation of the action that's described within the treaty itself. Okay, so the end of the treaty, you have the Eshtakal, right? And this is often um, a lot of people you'll see this on pretty much all treaties where it's signed at the at the bottom. Okay, so now the date, and this is important, the date. Is typically written in its most formal 
non-numerical form. For example, the Charter of the United Nations was done at the city of San Francisco on the 26th day of June, 1,945. So if the treaty is executed in multiple copies in different languages, the fact is always noted and is always followed by a stipulation that the versions in different languages are equally authentic. This is why when, when you see the Treaty of Peace and Friendship, um, the Treaty of Versailles, any Mohammedan treaties, they were written in Arabic. Okay? Or Aramaic. Right? But they were written in their original languages. And then from that point, they were then transferred to another language. Okay? But this is why a lot of people, if you don't speak Arabic and you can't read Arabic handwriting, you're going to have a hard time reading what the original treaty said, and therefore they could actually fool the shit out of you. There might be things in the treaty that you didn't even know was in the treaty because you couldn't read the original language of the treaty. Okay? So it's very important. Now, the signatures of the parties of the treaty um, represent basically what the treaty stands for. Okay. So when the text of the treaty is later reprinted, such as in the collection of treaties, okay, an editor will often append the date on the treaty with respect to the parties that ratified the treaty, right? And when this shit came into effect. Very important. Okay? So everything's affected by the dates. Now let, let's talk about the the bilateral and multilateral treaties, right? So a bilateral treaty is concluded between two states or entities. Um, It's possible for a bilateral treaty to have more than two parties. For example, right, Um, bilateral treaty between the United States and Morocco. Okay. That, that treaty is between the United States and Morocco, but it's a trade agreement because then it gives the United States the ability to go out and do treaties with everybody else. See, the treaty establishes the rights and the obligations between the two parties as member states, but it does not establish any rights and obligations on the other Right? This is why when you read um, <clears throat> the Treaty of Peace and Friendship, right? It's got it's got a clause where it talks about um, no more can harm a U.S. citizen, and no U- no U.S. citizen can harm a more. Right? So essentially, they say, look, there's got to be equity across the board. You can't do this, and we can't do this, but it's got to be equity across the board altogether. Okay, you understand? All right, now. A multilateral treaty is concluded among several countries, right? And this is where when they go into treaty, there's a whole bunch of countries that go in on a treaty all together. Right? And this is where your European Union and stuff like this come in play. Right? And this establishes the rights, the obligations, things of this nature between each party and every other party. So multilateral treaties may be regional or may involve states across the world. So treaties of mutual guarantee are international compacts. They're international pacts. Okay. 
Now, a lot of y'all may not have ever heard of what's known as the Treaty of Locarno. But the Treaty of Locarno guarantees that each signatory against the attack from another. Now, the, the Treaty of Locarno um, were uh, seven agreements negotiated at Locarno in Switzerland. Um, this was done in 1925, right? This was done right after uh, World War I, right? And um, this basically, you know, this, this made it to where everybody had to operate on equal footing, okay? Now, a lot of people say, well, I want to get, I, I want to do my own treaties. I'm in trust now. I will make my own treaties. Well, I have to ask you a question. Who are you making the treaty with? You making a treaty as a government with another government? And will that government even recognize you as a political body, a body politic, a state, a head of state, a sovereign? Remember, the true sovereign is king. Okay? So what happens then? Um, you know, and, and, and there's, you know, when you need to do an amendment to a treaty or you need to add to a treaty or you need to take away from a treaty, right? Okay. So these are called caveats. Okay. And and caveats right, are essential. They're, they're very essential, actually. But caveats deal with changes and they will always deal with the change, right? And acceptance of a treaty or its denial. Okay. Now, reservations are unilateral statements that purport to exclude or modify a legal obligation and its effects on the reserving state. Y'all can't hear me? Shit is static. Y'all can't hear me? Can I, can I be heard? Can I be heard? Let me go to my chat. Okay. Y'all know how they do it. This information is powerful. They're going to they're gonna cut me out a little bit. That's just the way it goes. Okay. Now, let me keep going. I don't even know what y'all missed. What's the last thing y'all heard? <laughs> Y'all know how they do this shit, man. All right, that's cool. I'll just pick up where I'm at, right? I'll go back a little bit, right? Because we were talking about multilateral treaties. Remember, there's bilateral treaties. There's multilateral treaties. Okay? Now, what happens when there's a caveat? When there's a change? When a change needs to happen? Right? When there's a change, reservations are what they call unilateral statements, right? And these purport to exclude or to modify the legal obligation of what we call a treaty, right? Thus, um, they got to include a ratification. This is like what's your 14th Amendment, right? A ratification of an amendment, of an article, okay? So these have to include at the time of signing or the time of ratification, a party that cannot add a reservation. Okay? Um, so basically, a party cannot add a reservation after it already joined the treaty. I hope that makes sense to y'all. So 
and that's called a caveat. So after you join the treaty, you can't add a reservation. You have to put an amendment in there before you sign the treaty. Why do you think they can't go in and change the Treaty of Peace and Friendship? Because there's caveats there. They will not allow you to go in and change the shit. You get what I'm saying to you? Okay. Very, very, very important that y'all remember that when it comes down to, to these treaties. All right. Now, I heard the brother Abdullah. Uh, now, Abdullah wrote a very powerful book called Moors and Masonry. He did a video on treaties not long ago. So, y'all might want to go check that out. All right. Shout out to Abdullah from Philly. All right. Now, originally, in international law, um, there was an unaccepting of treaty reservations, right? Which rejecting them unless all parties to the treaty accepted the same reservations, which meant that if me and you signed a treaty agreement and then I wanted to make a change, the other party had to agree to my change for it to be made. Now, in the interest of encouraging uh, the largest number of states to join treaties, uh, they've become a little bit more permissive in the rules internationally regarding reservations, right? Per se. And and this deals and when I say they and the rules, I'm talking about the ICJ, the United Nations, okay, the Hague Trust Convention, okay, the treaty conventions and things of that nature, right? So things have become a little bit more applicable. Now, some treaties still expressly forbid reservations. You understand that? Even though they're permitted in treaties today, there's not a reservation that can happen for a treaty that was signed back in the 1700s. Nobody's going to go back and change that because it's a long-standing treaty. It's worked. Okay. Now, when a state, and when I say a state, I'm not talking about, and I could be talking about your state, right, the one that you live in, but I'm talking about a political body, right? So when a political body limits its treaty obligations to a reservation, the other state party that has the treaty has the option to accept those reservations. They have the option to object to those reservations, and they have the option to oppose those reservations. Okay? Now, if the state accepts them or fails to act at all, both the reserving state and the accepting state are then relieved of the reserved legal obligation as concerns that their legal obligations to each other may interfere with each other. So the accept reservation does not change the accepting state's legal obligation as a concern. Now, if the state opposes the party of the treaty, which is affected by the reservation, the reservation dropped out completely. And no longer create any legal obligation on the reserving or accepting state, right? And they kind of canceled the treaty out like that. Okay. Now, if the treaty opposes the party of the treaty affected by the reservation, when they drop out, right, the state objects and then opposes. So there are no legal obligations. So then the treaty becomes null and void. Okay, so the objecting and opposing state essentially refused to acknowledge each other in the treaty at all. So then there's no parties to the treaty at all. You see why a treaty is so important, man? Because both 
uh, political bodies have to agree. Okay? Now, the three ways an existing treaty can be amended. First, a formal amendment requires state parties to the treaty to go through the ratification process all over again. The renegotiation of the treaty provision, they got to sit down and talk about it again. They just got to sign again, right? And often, some parties to the original treaty will not become parties to the amended treaty. So imagine if they changed the Peace and Friendship Treaty on your ass right now, and you just became a more. You would have a serious problem. This is why Condoleezza Rice was the last person to sign your treaty 50 years after the last person was. Every 50 years, they re-signed the treaty to keep it going. And they got to have a more to do it. Okay. Now, when determining the legal obligation of the states, one party to the original treaty and one party to the amended treaty, the states will only be bound by the terms that they both agreed upon. So treaties can be amended informally by the Treaty Executive Council. See, so when you're creating treaties in your trust, you need to have a treaty executive council within your own trust. This is the reason why you have a board of trustees. Now, that's the first thing. So, like I said, there's three ways. First, you need a formal amended agreement, right? Got to be a renegotiation that happens, okay? So when determining the legal obligation, one party to the original treaty and one party to the amended treaty, they will be bound by the terms that they agree on. So treaties can be amended informally by the Treaty Executive Council, okay? So you need to have an executive council, okay? People who sit around and decide whether or not the treaty stays in place or it changes or if the treaty has been operated properly, right? So it's a technical change in customary international law. Okay? So treaties can be amended that way. Okay? Now, there's an interpretation of the legal obligations of the treaty, and, and, and that, that just really depends on who's interpreting the treaty. So minor corrections to a treaty may be adopted by a uh, process verbal. Okay? Now, process verbal, it's a Latin term, or processus verbal, okay, and it's a legal term, which, which in the meanings, it means in law, okay? So it, it can be done by a magistrate, it can be done by a judge, okay? But minor corrections can be changed that way. But a process verbal is generally reserved for the changes to rectify obvious errors in the text that was adopted, i.e., where the text adopted does not correctly reflect the intentions of the parties adopting it. Okay? Now, in international law and in international relations, a protocol is generally a treaty or international agreement that supplements a previous treaty or international agreement. Okay? So a protocol can amend the previous treaty or add additional provisions to the treaty. So uh, parties to the earlier agreements are not required to adopt the protocols. But sometimes this is made clearer by calling it an optional protocol. 
especially where many parties to the first agreement don't support the protocol. Okay. Now, treaties can be seen as uh, what we call self-executed, right? And this this merely um, is where treaties become a party, and they they put the treaty and all of its obligations in action, right? So other treaties may be non-self-executing and require implementation of uh, a legislative body, a congressional body, right? Shit like that, right? Congress, legislators, the senators, right? So some treaties don't automatically take effect. Some treaties you actually have to have people do the implementation work, right? So whole different ballgame when it comes down to that. So it's a self-executing treaty, such as the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. The only, the only thing that it requires is for it to be re-signed every 50 years. Okay. Now, an example of a treaty uh, that requires uh, legislation, right, uh, would be uh, one mandating local prosecution by a party for particular crimes, right? And a lot of times that deals with, you know, local shit, local law, things like that, right? So the division between the two is often not clear and is often politicized. So this is where you get your local law, your special law. This is where you get your statutes, codes, ordinances, and all that shit from. Because believe it or not, some of that stuff are treaties as well, but they're not international treaties, okay? So, you know, listen, when we get to talk about treaties, these things are so lengthy, and there's so many inner workings to a treaty that you got to understand that every treaty sits within its own trust. Okay. Now, let's just talk about some interpretation here, all right, because how you interpret the treaty is really important, and how you use a treaty or how you interpret it will determine how you use it, no matter what country you're from, no matter what society you live in, okay? So the language of a treaty um, like that of any law or contract must be interpreted when the wording does not seem clear or is not immediately apparent how it should be applied, okay, altogether. So the Vienna Convention, right, it states that treaties are to be interpreted in good faith, and I always tell y'all about doing things in, quote, good faith. That's like, let me just give y'all a working definition quickly, come. Let me, let me pull it up. Okay. Now, good faith in contract law is the implied covenant of good faith and the fair dealing that a general presumption that the parties to a contract would deal with each other honestly, fairly, and in good faith so as to not destroy the right of other parties or parties to receive the benefits of a contract. You see why good faith is so important? Right? Now, international legal uh, experts, right, often invoke the principle of maximum effectiveness. 
good faith, which interprets treaty language as having the fullest force of law and the effects possible to establish obligations between one party and another party. Right? So no one party to a treaty can impose its particular will or interpretation of the treaty upon the other party. You understand that? So just because y'all look at and I, this is really really interesting here because just because you look at the previous, the, the, previous, the treaty of peace and friendship, right, and it tells you that you have these so-called rights as a more does not give you the right to infringe upon these people's commerce called the United States. And it doesn't give the United States the right to infringe upon your commerce as a people called the Moors. I hope y'all get what I'm saying, right? So, then there's this thing that we call consent. Right? You got to give your consent. So, consent may be implied. We call it implied consent, like a driver's license, right? But however, if the other party fails to explicitly disavow the initially unilateral interpretation, particularly if a state has acted upon its view of the treaty without complaint, Consent by all parties to the treaty to a particular interpretation of the treaty has the legal effect of adding another clause to the treaty. Let me say it again for you because maybe you missed it. Consent may be implied, but if the parties fail to explicitly disavow the initial unilateral interpretation of the treaty, particularly if the state has acted upon its view of the treaty without complaint, right? Consent by the, all the parties to the treaty to a particular interpretation have the legal effect of adding another clause to the treaty. You will add a clause to your treaty. You're not careful. So this is commonly called, they call this an authentic interpretation. A lot of y'all niggas like to do this with the law anyway. You should like to add your own meaning to it. <laughs> right? So be careful with you, how you read things and make sure that, that you comprehend what you read. Right? So then we have this thing called an international tribunal, right? And tribunals and uh, arbitrators are often called upon to resolve substantial disputes. Over treaty interpretations, right? To establish the meaning and context, right? Um, they use uh, judicial bodies that will that will come in and they'll, they'll have a review of the treaty, right? They'll do some preparatory work. They'll they'll deal with things from the negotiation of the treaty to actually even drafting of the treaty, as well as the final uh, signatures of the treaty, right? So very important that y'all understand. That when you're dealing in treaties, interpretation is everything. Interpret and, and you know, here's the funny thing about interpretation of a treaty, right? When you, when you interpret a treaty, you gotta not only include yourself in the interpretation, but the party in which um, it's supposed to protect, and the other party in which it's supposed to protect as well. So, you know, the, the peace of friendship treaty doesn't just protect you. It protects them too. Okay. All right, we're going to take a really quick break because there's a lot of information here. And uh, we're going to keep dropping it. Call a friend, tell them to hop on. 
we're going in tonight. It's a lot of information here. And uh, we got a lot more to go into. I'm going to show y'all some good stuff with these treaties. Somebody said, how does any of this information assist Moorish Americans in using a treaty? Well, first of all, if you call yourself Moorish, you're not a real Moor. Because a real Moor is not ish. Ish means something like, are you something like a Moor or are you a Moor? And how does any of this information assist you? Well, it assists you, number one, because if you don't know how to use a treaty, how can you use any of your Moroccan treaties? If you don't have a trust, first of all, how can you use any of these treaties? Second of all, if you don't know what a treaty is, you shouldn't be trying to use it. That's how it assists you. So if you're going to ask me something like that, Know what you're asking and understand that, that and, and I don't mean no disrespect to you, who are, you know, the person that asked that, but you're going to ask me how does this assist a Moorish American. If you're calling yourself Moorish, you're not a Moor. You're something like a Moor. You're one of them people who who's still under the protection of a foreign government called the United States. We'll be right back, man. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back. Keep it going. Peace to the gods.
You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. All right, we're back, man. We're back. Um, all right, so check check this out, right? And and I, I got to address this because I hate when people do this bullshit. Like, I haven't been fucking teaching this shit for years on the radio. Like, I ain't show you niggas my proof because I have. Now, somebody asked me, he says in the chat, he says, if you're a Moor, what government ID do you have that substantiates you are a subject citizen national of Morocco. First and foremost, nigga, let's get it right. Okay? And and like I said, I don't mean no disrespect, but I'm I'm going I'm gonna set this shit straight right now. What is a subject and what is a citizen? Those are slaves. I'm a national. And I'm a, first of all, I'm a national of my state first. McKenzie National. That's first and foremost. Second of all, my passport has what's known as delineation. So I have done the proper procedure with my consular officer to delineate my status. Matter of fact, I even have a letter from the Department of State that delineates my status. As being a national, not a subject or a citizen. Because if you know what a citizen is, then you know that a citizen is a slave. So don't get on my motherfucking show and ask me these stupid-ass questions if you don't know what the law is. 1481 United States Code. When the last time you did your process? I don't call myself Moorish because I'm not something like a Moor. I am a Moor. I did the process. I went through the process. I've done it. Now, if you know anything about Morocco, then you know that Morocco has an agreement called the Peace and Friendship Treaty with the United States, which means that when you go to a consular, a bureau of consular affairs, they specifically give you your status when you do 1481, which is a oath of renunciation. Have you ever renunciated your status? No, you probably haven't. Because if you if you did, you would understand exactly what it is that I'm teaching right now. This is the shit that pisses me off, man. I've been teaching this shit for years. I, and I, listen, and I don't mean no disrespect to you first, know, know thyself, but you, but you must understand that that this is not new to me, bro. I'm sure it is. I've been on this shit. The government know who I am. Don't think they don't. I did a show called Protected Persons. I think you need to go back and check out the show. I dropped all of the information on how to come out the system, how to properly do it under the law, what laws to do it under. Okay? It's, it's really simple. So when you ask me what government identification do I have that substantiates I'm a citizen of Morocco, I'm going to say none because I'm not a citizen. I'm not a subject. I'm not a vassal. I'm a national. I stand on that. And I stand firm on that shit. Because I know the law. 1481 USC. Now, let me let me give you a definition, my brother. So this way you can go and, and whoever whoever sent you to come hate, you can go run and give them this shit. 
specifically under 1481 USC, they do a process for your passport known as delineation. The legal definition of delineate means to describe, portray, or set forth with accuracy or in detail a status. To indicate or represent a certain line. To mark or outline something. My status has been delineated, brother. Because I did the process. I did my oath of renunciation. This ain't, this ain't, see, you know, I, I and I, you know, I get, I get ill with this shit because of the fact that we spent so much fucking time teaching this. Loss of nationality by native born or naturalized citizen. Exactly. So you're a naturalized citizen. If you could, listen, if you're a United States citizen, you're naturalized. You were naturalized into the United States by birth. The moment you were born, you were born a more than a naturalized you and made you a U.S. citizen. The only way to come up out of that shit is through a 1481 USC or federal process, or you got to take your ass up in a court of record and have them change your birth record, and then you got to turn around and do it on a federal level. Don't come to me with that more science temple bullshit, man. This ain't what this is. This is real law. That's why I'm going over the treaties tonight, because if you're really a Moor, not Moorish, you're under the treaties. Now, I said all of that with love. Okay? Thank you. Let's keep going. Uh, We're going to go back into this. We're talking about trees tonight, okay? I don't really uh, listen. I I have to I have to break this shit down for y'all, man, because I, people will come on here talking that shit like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Matter of fact, I I'm just gonna go. Let me pull up the law. Cause see now y'all took me off the subject. Let me pull up the law. Okay, here it is. A person who is a national of the United States, whether by birth or because a United States national is not the same as a national. A person who is a national of the United States, whether by birth or naturalization, shall lose his nationality, which is known as United States, by voluntarily performing any of the following acts with the intention of relinquishing, quote, United States nationality. Now, what's United States? Is United States not a corporation? Okay. Now, number one, obtaining naturalization in a foreign state upon his own application or an application filed by a duly authorized agent after having attained the age of majority, 18. Number two, taking an oath or making an affirmation or other formal declaration of allegiance to a foreign state or a political subdivision thereof, having attained the age of majority, 18. Three, entered entered or serving in the armed forces of a foreign state. Such armed forces are engaged in hostilities against the United States, or such person served as a commissioned officer. Number four, Accepting, serving in, or performing the duties of any office, post, or employment under a government of a foreign state or political subdivision thereof. Number five, making a formal renunciation of nationality before a diplomatic or consular officer of the United States. 
I went over this. I did a whole show on consular officers. A consular officer is an officer of the court. When you go do your passport, that's a court process. Y'all think that the Department of State is just some random-ass bureau? That's a consular officer that you deal with. I had a I had a friend that got arrested with them because he lied on the application and said he never had a social. You don't think that they're officers of the court? What do you think an officer of the court is? Okay? Number six, making in the United States a formal written renunciation of nationality in such form as may be prescribed by law and before any such officer as may be designated by the attorney general whenever the United States shall be in a state of war and the attorney general shall approve such renunciation as not contrary to the interest of a national defense. Seven, committing any act of treason against or attempting by force to overthrow or bear arms against the United States, violating or conspiring to violate any of the provisions of Section 2383 of Title 18. Now, this is important. Listen very closely, brother. Whenever the loss of United States nationality is put in issue in any action or proceeding commenced on or after September 26, 1961, under or by virtue of the provision of this chapter or any act, the burden of proof shall be on the person or party claiming that such loss of nationality occurred. To establish such a claim by a preponderance of evidence, any person who commits or performs or who has committed or performed any act of expatriation under this provision of this chapter of this act shall be presumed to have done so voluntarily. I voluntarily gave up my United States citizenship, and they acknowledged that shit and sent me a letter and acknowledged it and then sent me a current passport with what's known as delineation. So when you ask me, how do I know that I'm not a subject citizen? How do I know I'm really part of Morocco? Well, that's how I really know. That's how I really know. Because why? I follow the law. Follow the law, my nigga, and you'll be fine. I'm not even going to finish this treaty conversation tonight. We're going to go through call lines. 314-282, what up? Three one four two eight two. All right, two five three four seven six. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods, Joy. What's up, brother? How you doing? Peace to the gods. Doing, doing good. Doing good. I know that uh, he got up under your skin a little bit there, but. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that, that calm down. Calm. Don't ask me that bullshit, man. <laughs> Calm down a little bit. Don't let him get up on your skin. <laughs> I'm fine. Ain't nobody. Listen, I'm I'm completely fine. But but you don't ask me how do I know if I'm if I'm a subject or a citizen or a national. Don't let him get up on your skin. I know. They don't know. Uh, Come on. Some of our people is so screwed up. Hey, until... hey, you got some. You got some reverb. I turn do. Radio oh, down what, in the yeah. Let me turn this down a bit. Okay. Yeah. Some of our people. You know. I love our people, but some of our people have been brainwashed. I mean, it was already fucked up from the beginning, but then they got more brainwashed. And I, I don't really know what to say, to be honest with you. I, I, I just don't. I just thank 
God for people like you and Jonah Bay that's really teaching us, you know, what really actually is going on. If it wouldn't have been for you and it wouldn't have been for Jonah, I would not know anything from the last four and a half years that I've learned about trust, uh, nationality, uh, coming out of the system. I mean, I knew we was in a system, but I didn't know how to come out of it. We, Man, you guys are making and, history. And what I just gave you, and, and what did we just go over? We just went over exactly how to come out under the law. So, I mean, I don't mean no disrespect to the brother, but I have to I know, give I, it to the law. I know, I know you don't. I know you don't. And it's in love. Because if they're not talking about this shit in the temples like this. If, if, if that was yeah. the case, they would have done the nationality properly through the temples. The I think temples what it were, is... We wouldn't, they, we wouldn't have a need for shows like this. When people start act, asking stupid questions like that, I think they try to trip you up or something to test you to see if you know what you're talking about, stuff like that. I already know. I already know. That's why he asked me, well, what do this, what do, what do this information have to do with Moors? If we know anything about your nationality, then, then you know Moors deal with treaties. That's all we deal with is treaties. You don't deal with nothing else. You, you, you deal with the divine laws of the land. I usually think that the Supreme Court, I mean the Supreme, uh, the U.S. Constitution was the supreme law of the land until I met you and Joan of A. The treaties are the supreme yeah. law of the land. Wait, wait, wait. The, 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 the treaties are the highest laws that we have. And in any court, they're supposed to refer back to the treaties. I know. I know. You guys are doing good. But, Joy, say, for instance, that a person already filed their trust and got everything recorded, but they didn't place the uh, Peace and Friendship Treaty in there. Is a way that you go about placing that Maybe in there? You follow outlet. it up. You got to do it in the menu. Or an addendum. Oh, you do so, an addendum and just add it. Oh, okay. I, I thought they would probably use like a, a, a non-UCC to put it in there. No, you, you 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 can do an addendum. Oh, okay. Okay, that's that sounds good. Okay, yeah, I want to ask one more question. Okay, my wife has a foreign passport because she's a Filipino. She's a Filipino national. But the thing about it, Joey, I remember you some time ago. You was talking about that green card thing because when we first got married, I wasn't up on this kind of information. And she went and got a green card, and we didn't even. She didn't even need to go do that because we was already married. Right. So, but my and question, more, my question is, mm-hmm. if that I try to make her the trustee with that green card, that's gonna fuck shit up. You think? Well, you gotta remember that the green card makes her what? A U.S. citizen. What's her status right. under a U.S. citizen? Right, right. So, right. so she's not. She can't be your foreign trustee. She can be right, a right, trustee, right. but but the IRS will not consider her to be solely a foreign trustee because she is domestic. She lives she lives domestically. Okay. And she's taking okay. she's taking one of their trust instruments. Right, right. And and now uses it for her benefit. So she's benefiting. Right. right. I see what you're saying. And they're going to scrutinize it. They do they they're scrutinizing all of the trust, right? They scrutinize everything. Oh, okay, okay. You're right. You're definitely right. But, but anyway, I'm, I've been trying to, 
I've been on your website for about 30 minutes. I'm trying to find that section in there for um, uh, foreign uh, trustee service. I can't. We, we can't find it. Ah, just just hit me personally. Send me an email because it's not on my website. Oh, okay. I don't have the, oh, okay. I don't have that on the site, and I don't have the executive letter on the site. Y'all got to hit me up personally if y'all want to get either one of those. Okay. My last question is: Say, for instance, I want to go ahead and go into court. Uh, and I want to declare my uh, nationality as a Moor. Do I need to wait until you guys start back doing the uh, seminars, or can I purchase the no. document? No, you, you can get with me now and do it. And so, so if you want to go into court and do it, that process, we we normally will walk you through that process. You just got to hit me in the private. Um, oh shit! And pay the fee, Good. Okay. And I'll walk you through how to do your petition and everything. Good shit. Damn, you just made my day. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Peace okay. to the gods, man. All right, no problem, Keep up man. the good work. All right, peace to the gods, man. Hey, thank you, okay. bro. I appreciate that, man. Peace to the gods. Okay, peace. Okay, I want to read something to y'all because this is important. And thank you, brother, for in the chat for getting me a little on my soapbox. First, know thyself. Thank you. Because, you know, you know, I'm passionate about this. So, my site is makemorecommerce.com. Make more m o o r commerce.com. You know, I'm passionate about this. I, I I really care about this information. I care about the people that this information protection involves. Okay, so let me read something to y'all. Okay, and I used this in a lawsuit recently. Um, I'm gonna read it to y'all because it's important. That, that we understand what's happening. Okay. Now listen, this, this is how it reads. And I wrote this. Okay. Um, and I wrote this in, in accordance with the laws that I found. The treaty is the law of the land, and as such affects the rights of parties litigating in court. The treaty as much binds those rights and is as much to be regarded by the court as an act of Congress. To condemn a vessel, therefore, the restoration of which is directed by the law of the land, through restoration be an executive act, would be a direct infraction on that law and of the consequence improper, United States versus the Schooner. A treaty under the sixth article, section two of the Constitution, being the supreme law of the land, the Treaty of Peace of 1783 operated as a repeal of all state laws previously enacted inconsistent with its provision. See Ware versus Hilton, 199. Whatever a right grows out of or is protected by a treaty, it prevails against all laws or decisions of the courts of the state, and whoever may have the right under the treaty is, quote, protected. But if the person's title is not affected by the treaty, if he claims nothing under the treaty, his title cannot be protected by it. Furthermore, a judgment of a state court where jurisdiction was acquired not by the common law, but by a statute of a state, 
which before the rendition of the judgment had been virtually repealed by the adoption of a treaty, was voidable and not void. See Livingston versus Van Eijen. The stipulations of a treaty are paramount to the provisions of the Constitution of a particular state of the United States. Gordon Lisi versus Care. Wherever a right grows out of or is protected by a treaty, it is sanctioned against all of the laws and the judicial decisions of the state, and whoever may have the right is protected. But if the person's title was not affected by the treaty, if he claims nothing under the treaty, his title cannot be protected by the treaty. See Owen versus Norwood. Y'all understand? That's in a lawsuit that I wrote. Okay. Let's go to three one four two eight zero. Doing a lot. Peace to the God. What's up, brother? Peace to the God. God, Joy. How you doing, my brother? Peace, brother. I'm very yeah, good. the law, the oh, everything. I'm peaceful, you know, and 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 you know, it is so important that we follow the law instead of emotion. See, you give them the law, and people want to deal with emotion, and that's yeah, and, I don't deal with emotion. Right, me get a little emotional <laughs> about the mm-hmm. law, but I, you know, take my emotions out no, of the shit. No, but I, I, I'm saying that people don't want to deal with the law like you're teaching the law. They want to deal with emotions. They want to deal with I'm a more and not use the law. Or our moors, mm-hmm. you know, well, I got my own law. And you're, and you're not using the law. You just, you just, you know, you you you're acting like a pirate, you know, and you just following somebody else, and you're not understanding the law. If you're going to deal with trust, you got to deal with the law. You know, everything's about trust. You know, so you have to understand the law of trust, and that's what you're given. You know, so, you know, don't, you know, you're doing good, brother. You know, and just keep up the good Thank work, you, man. You, you don't, I, you don't need to. That, yeah, you don't need, you don't need to, you know, you know, if, if, if energy, if their energy ain't there, then their energy ain't there. You know, and, and you know, that's, that's you know, that's that's that's, that's okay. the reality it's, of it. It's completely it's completely okay, man. I mean, I'd rather him ask me that question than than, than a Negro come and ask me um, something like, "Well, why why you want to be all that?" I'd rather him ask me what makes me a more because it's, it's not a stupid question, but it is a question that needs to be answered because there are some people who truly don't understand. So I appreciate him asking. He got a little hype. It's all right. But we needed the refresher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you made it real simple, you know, and very profound with the law, you know. But the the point that I'm saying, you have to you have to follow the law. The you you broke down you broke down the law and everything that it takes to do it, and this is the process. It's a process, you know. Yeah, it it's ain't, a process. It ain't. It ain't it's not no lip service, you know. It's not, you know, saying something out of your mouth. You have to follow a process and go through the process the correct way, you know. Yeah, if you, you do. If you, you do, yeah. You 
do. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You, it's, a, it's a process. It's a process, and it takes it takes study. You know, and you're diligent enough, you know, to take the time, you know, your energy, and to break it down and to read it. All, all you got to do is go back over and look up what you did, what you didn't put out there and study for for yourself. Mm-hmm, so you, mm-hmm, you so your heart, mm-hmm. your heart, in your heart, you know, you will feel the same way that you feel. You know, because you're very compassionate about it. You know, right. and that's very why I'm so compassionate about it. Because, because figures don't understand, man. Listen, I applied for a passport. The government wrote me back and said, man, you're not no U.S. citizen. We need you to tell us who you are. Because I applied purposely as a U.S. citizen. They came back and said, nope, that ain't who you are, nigga. Tell us who you are. And they gave me opportunity right. to do it, and I did it. And I sit there and don't know to tell you. It took me three weeks. Of going back and forth over the application, over what they sent me, to figure out exactly how to do it correctly, and I did it correctly. And, and, and guess what happened? As soon as I got the passport, the very next day they wiped my student loans clean. Wow! Right, right. This ain't right. this ain't this because ain't no fake shit, man. No, it, it, it's commerce. It's commerce. It's commerce. You know, and they have to respect the treaties when they deal with commerce. You know, and, and that's what they done. You know, it's, it's, it's commerce. You know, so you know. Also, you know, uh, you know. I I I I did a, a consultation with you too, brother. Oh, you know what, bro? Um, you got my number. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, hold yeah. on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got my planner here. I'm going to write you down in the planner right now so I don't forget you because I'm supposed to get All with right. you. And if any, anybody else, if I haven't gotten with you for your consultation, make sure y'all reach out to me, man, so I can get with you. I'm trying to make sure I get to everybody this week. I've been so damn busy. I'm writing you down right now. And I want to do the, that okay. economic uh, 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 project that you got going, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We we started it yesterday, and I made the announcement because we started the project, and we had three people that got paid out. Okay, um, but I had to refund everybody. I had everybody get refunded because it worked out really well. We made twenty four hundred dollars the first night. Okay, three people right. got paid out, um, eight hundred dollars each. But what we're going to do is we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, and so everybody honorable because you know I'm an honorable dude. And I don't like right. niggas getting their money taken. And, and I don't like it being a bubble to where in the end, and you know, you got to keep inviting niggas in and all that other shit. So we're going to do it a lot different. And we're going to invest in um, probably some property through our SUSU or something of that nature to where we can right. invest in it. And then, and then it will grow income and dividends back to everybody. We're going to do it a little bit differently now. Right, right. Because I don't, I don't believe in quick money. Quick money go fast. It don't last. Yeah, right, and and it creates a lot of uh, 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 a negative energy. Animosity, you know. Yes, it does. It right. create animosity because we got niggas who ain't get paid out, and so we're gonna do it a little bit differently. If you still want to get down with it, um, you personally, I'll talk to you when we talk, and anybody else, y'all can hit me up with an email, um, or send me a text message, and I'll tell you how how y'all, how y'all can get down with us. Because it's tight. We, we're gonna do it right. Right, right. You know, we did a test run right. last night. Test run worked good. 
But I, I, you know, I got to thinking about it after we did it. I said, uh, I think we need to do this a little differently because I don't want people in the end to lose out. I want everybody to be able to win. Right. You know, ownership, right. Yeah. ownership is everything. You don't have no ownership if you just give me some of your money. I want people to have some ownership in, in what we do. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and so, that's that's the whole thing. That's how they do at the end of the year. You know, pay dividends and, and people get. You know, that's that's the whole thing. Exactly. You know, and it. Exactly. You know. Right. Exactly. Right. So we we gonna do this the right. We gonna do this the right way. Um. I'm, I'm actually working with an investment banker um, now, so we can get things done correctly. Um, but right. if you want to get down when I, when I talk to you in the private, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how you can get down with us. And anybody else, hit me up. And we, we may still uh, do the, the original way that we did yesterday, but we'll do a very small amount. We won't we won't do these great big amounts, right? Because it's not fair for everybody. Okay. Okay. All right, my brother. So I got well. You. We'll talk soon. All right. I'm a yield of flow. I'm gonna say okay. peace to the gods, bro. Okay, God, peace. Okay. All right. So, um, real quick. Um, let me read something to y'all. Okay. And this is important. This is this deals with our subject tonight because we're talking about these treaties tonight, right? And how these treaties. Um, work, how you use them with the government. Let me read something to y'all, right? A peace treaty is an agreement between two or more hostile parties, usually countries or governments, which formally end a state of war between the parties. It is different from an armistice, which is an agreement to stop hostilities or a surrender in which an army agrees to give up his arms and becomes belligerent. Okay? It's also known as a truce, in which the parties may agree to temporarily or permanently stop fighting. The art of negotiating a peace treaty in the modern era has been referred to by the legal scholar Christine Bell as the Lex Pacificatoria. So, a Lex Pacificatoria is Latin for negalism, which translates as Pacific law or the law of peacemakers. It refers to the law relating to agreements or treaties ending a state war or establishing a permanent peace between belligerents, like I just told you, as articulated by state or non-state peacemakers such as peace negotiators. It is a set of uh, normativizing practices, right? The industry standards of peacemakers. Now, remember I told you a long time ago something known as just ad bellum, right? Just ad bellum is a set of criteria that are being consulted before engaging in war in order to determine whether entering into war is permissible, and that is whether it is just a just war. Just ad bellum. Okay, so that's that's why this is the elements of of a treaty. Let me give y'all the elements of it, okay? Because there are many possible issues that include um, in a peace treaty, such as formal designation of the borders, the processes for revolving future disputes, the access to and appointing, and the appointing of the resources, okay? The status of the refugees, aka your U.S. citizens, 
Okay, your status of prisoners of war, aka your slaves of your 13th Amendment, your 14th Amendment, okay, um, settling of existing debts, the finding as an unjust behavior, or the reapplication of existing treaties. Now, in modern history, certain uh, intractable conflict situations can be brought to a ceasefire before they are dealt with via a peace process. So a peace treaty often is not used uh, in civil war, especially in cases of a failed secession. That's why they didn't do a peace treaty with y'all niggas after the civil war here. They did the Reconstruction Act, and they reconstructed your history because you had a surrender. You lost. Let's go to 404, 484. You're on the line. Peace to the gods. What's up, brother? Peace to the gods. Chilling, man. I was just chilling, listening to you, man, go in about the treaties and all that. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, uh, a couple people had some crazy questions to ask in the chat and shit. You know, I know like it's okay. Some crazy shit. But. You know, that's just uh, limited reading and overstanding, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know. That's why. That's why I got. That's why I got so hyped cause, because I know that's exactly what it is. It's a. It's a limit of reading and overstanding. We're not fully reading. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know that's a damn shame because you know a lot of this shit. I mean, you ain't gonna get too many times to try and fix the shit you in. You you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, according to what they had planned on, what they wanted to do with this motherfucker, all that shit ended in 2025. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. shit, they want to have an effect. But, you know, hey, niggas can bullshit, fuck around, and not understand what the fuck going on, and just call in for happy hour if they want to. But, you know, you're going to be saying this ain't happy hour. Right, right. You know, you're gonna be subject to whatever the fuck is coming, as a subject. You know what I mean? Great. <laughs> as a subject or a citizen. That's why I said, go look up the definition of a citizen or the definition of a subject. And then, and then look up the definition of a slave, and the definition of a vassal, and a serf. All that shit is the same. How about same a residency? <laughs> right, right, right. Residency. You know what I mean? I was looking at this trust shit that they had. Trust property. Correct. Somebody else's trust. I was looking at this shit these motherfuckers had. I know they got some funding from uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. It's called the Allied, the United Allied States or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, these mm-hmm. niggas created all these departments. You know, they got a Department of Labor, Department of this. Only one they don't have is the Department of Health. But I'm, I'm sitting here looking like, well, damn. These motherfuckers accepting residencies and shit like that giving you an opportunity to be a part of their motherfucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can be they sitting yeah, because now. they got yeah, come, come be part of our trust is what they're saying. Right, right, right. And so, so we, you know, I'm looking like what because this shit's almost correct. Like, correct, correct, correct because this, we done told this shit up so we need to create some new shit and yeah, yeah. Them up over here. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Under, yeah, come on over here. It's, it's, hey, well, like I always say, if you ain't under your own trust, you're under their trust. Correct, 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 correct. 
We all have a decision, man, to make, man. And this is the time to make your decision. We're in a, niggas forget we're still in a fucking pandemic. We in an election right. year in a pandemic where in October they're supposed to change the money over. When uh-huh. that happens, watch your world collapse, nigga. Not you personally, but I'm just saying, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's well, the uh, you got the next thing to go is to do with this fucky ass paper? Right, right. The next thing to hit is the what economy. The economy oh, is the next thing to slam. Right, right. It's and coming. what people yeah. don't realize, if they look back through history, it's been the same move over and over and over. So after mm-hmm. that, you go see the banks snatching up shit you thought you owned. You know what I'm saying? That house you been paying, yeah. you paid yeah. off. Yeah. And they go be like, no, nigga, you bought that with a note, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> you never yep. satisfied yep. that note. Yep. Listen, listen, a lot. Listen, uh, I just grabbed me a new Jaguar truck. Okay. Uh huh. And and that motherfucker's nice. All right. I wasn't gonna say nothing, but I, I grabbed me a new one, right? And all right. One of the things that they that they asked me on there was. Uh, what name do I want on the title? Right? Right. Then they, then they asked me, well, what, what name do you want on there uh, after af- after your death? Who do you think I put on there? Because the straw, the straw man is already dead. Mm-hmm. I put the trust on there. The trust is right. trust, it's trust raised. Because they already understand that when the shit switches over... Who are you paying taxes to? Are you paying taxes to their trust or are you paying taxes to the, or your own trust? And if it's to your own trust, then that means that you technically own the property. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, you know, and for them to be doing business with you like that, that just goes to show you that you know how to come in there and purchase these things the prop, in a proper fashion. They gave me a security instrument. They even gave me a security instrument. Asked if I wanted to use wow. a See, that, see, that's crazy because usually they have motherfuckers waving that, giving up your security interest in that uh, car note bullshit and all that. But for them to give you the instrument, you in possession of it. That's your shit. You know what I'm saying? They gave me a, they gave me a security interest. instrument, okay? That's right. That's what's up. 100% right. Yep. That's what's up. That's dope. Yeah. You know what yes, I'm saying? Is. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, you know, I've been trying to tell you about man. Yeah, that ain't nothing but just some more shit you can levy on some other shit, you dig? Exactly. But, you know, exactly. I, I ain't going to hold you up too much tonight, you know what I'm saying? I'm a little under the weather and shit, but I was, but nah, you know, whatever you go uh, talk about. Better. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good, man. You know, I'll be over shit, like, real quick. But, yeah, that's what I do. I'm just going to hop under these covers and shit, you know what I'm saying? Sweat. <laughs> and I'll be all right. Sweat, though, now, yeah. Yeah, but go ahead, man. Keep dropping, bro. That's right. real talk. All Congratulations right. on the truck, too, God. Peace to the God. Thank you, bro. Good to hear from you, bro. All right, for sure. Peace. Okay, peace, God. All right. Let's go to 404-333. What up? 404-333. Joey, you there? Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, yeah, here we go. How you doing? Okay. I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. So, um I was I was I'm on fine. actually I was I was on blog talk 
you know, putting in in the search bar, I was looking up uh, tax exemption, and you just happened to be talking about it tonight. So I was like, okay, this is the answer. This is, you know, this confirmation that I'm going on the right path. But <laughs> um, that's what I, I have to go back and listen to the treaties that you were talking about because I have to uh, do an affidavit with those treaties in there, basically stating yes, why. You yeah, why 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 indigenous people don't have to pay taxes? Or, or taxes exactly. In. Exactly. You absolutely should. I mean, you know, they for the first thing they asked me was, uh, 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 how are you gonna pay the taxes, and you know, who's who's to be taxed, and all that sort of shit. I don't mean that. Don't pay no taxes. Somehow. Exactly. State or federal. What's that? They don't exactly. Pay. And you know, I was on the IRS website because I had put it into Google, and um, a PDF that came up because they were saying, um, "Do natives have to pay? Um, are natives taxes it?" And then in the PDF it says, "Without a treaty to back up your claim, you have to come pay taxes. Come on, you are exactly. not taxes." <laughs> So you see, exactly. that's on my line, right? I was just looking at because up. you got to have a treaty. That's right. You got see. This is why. This is why. Person that asks, well, how does this stuff? How do these this information apply to Moors? Well, yes. this information applies to anybody that's under a treaty. They're white folks who, who are using your treaties better than you are. Exactly. Listen, Absolutely. even their even even their treaties, and I'm glad you said something about that because. Even the Native Americans and their treaties, okay, um, some of their treaties actually are 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 treaties that have hurt them versus helped them. Mm. Oh wow! Now let me read something to you, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna read okay. this to you, okay? okay. Um, it says that, and, and this this is coming out of one of my books I have here. Okay. Right. It says, I'm gonna read. It. it says that the Eagle Protection Act. By its terms, prohibits the hunting, and this is this dealt with uh, hunting and things like that for for Indians. It says prohibits the hunting of bald or golden eagles anywhere in the United States, except pursuant to uh, a permit issued by the Secretary of the Interior or the treaty. It says the Endangered Species Act imposes an equally stringent ban on the hunting of wild eagles. The Court of Appeals of the Eighth Circuit Court, however, sitting. In bank held that members of the Yankatan Sioux tribe have a treaty right to hunt bald and golden eagles within the Yankatan reservation for non-commercial purposes. It's further held that Eagle Protection Act and the Endangered Species Act did not abrogate the treaty right. It therefore directed uh, that Dion's convictions for shooting bald eagles be vacated since neither the district court nor the jury made any explicit findings where the killings or for commercial or non-commercial purposes. The Court of Appeals relied on an 1858 treaty signed by the United States and the, represent- the representatives of the Yankton tribe. The treaty with the Yankton, 1858, to sue, uh, April 19, 1858, 11 Stat, 743. Under that treaty, the Yankton ceded to the United States all but the 4,000 acres of the land then held by the tribe. The treaty bound by the Yankins to remove and settle on their reserved land within one year. 
The United States, in turn, agreed to guarantee the Yankees quiet and undisturbed possession of their reserved land and to pay the Yankees or expend it for their benefit various monies in the years to come. The area thus reserved the tribe was legally constituted Indian Reservation. The treaty did not place any restriction on the Yankees' hunting rights and their lands and their preserved lands. Okay. Then it goes on to say that all parties to this litigation agree that the treaty rights reserved by the Yankees included the exclusive right to hunt and fish on their own land. And as a general rule, Indians enjoy exclusive treaty rights to hunt and fish on lands reserved to them unless such rights were clearly relinquished by treaty or had been modified by Congress. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. now this just goes into the hunting and fishing and, and the hunting of bald eagles. So these people were able to hunt bald eagles when other people can't because they have a treaty that says that they can. And these ain't even wars. These are these are Indians. Right. And see that's the thing. That's why I always try to um go with um you know the Moors, uh, well, the Moors Treaty, the treaty between the Moors, because, like you said, the indigenous or the Native American treaties hurt more than they actually do protect. And that's why a couple of years ago, it was like when it was taking the so-called Native Americans' land um, for so they can dig oil and stuff, people said, oh, they can't do that, right. they can't do that. Well, technically they can because they're like even the original people. That's right. That's right. They're not, you know, and unfortunately, you know, people don't understand that. They don't understand the difference. You know, you know, black people over here think they're from Africa. You know, so mm-hmm. that and, and, and that and that and, and then ask yourself this: What treaty has the United States ever done with black people? No, Civil Rights no. Act. That ain't no treaty. Right. No, that that just. But, uh, something that they did for indigenous people to have some type of privileges, you know? That's right. That's right. That's all it was. That's all it was. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go back to this call and see what treaties you mentioned. Yeah, so go ahead and, yeah, and yeah go, back, go back to this show. It's a powerful show. I'm going to do a part two to this show on treaties uh, next week. So we're going we're gonna to keep going on these treaties for a minute. Because I, I got a lot to say about this topic. I know. I appreciate when you. you had, uh, when you when you started getting mm-hmm. passionate, I said, "Ooh we I said, "It's gonna the side out of I ain't never seen. But <laughs> 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 when you've been doing this work, you get like that, you know, because it's like don't well, don't when you get passionate about your work, you know. I mean, exactly. It's, you know, it, exactly. Sure. Exactly. It, you know, it's it's kind of like you know when I'm in the recording studio. You know, and, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm playing a beat, you know, or, or you work hard on the song and somebody want to come in and talk shit about your song. You're going to get upset yeah. about it. Like, yeah, I worked hard on this. You exactly, know, I yeah. worked hard on this information, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, to make sure that I have a full understanding and to bring right. it in such a, a sense of clarity. Because, listen, I, I've talked to government officials. I've dealt with people in the government. I know how this shit works. This is real diplomatic shit. No, right. we don't want mm-hmm. Yep. I you already know. know. So, 
I agree with you 100%, and I share your passion, so I know. Well, I appreciate I know. that. Thank you. That means a lot. No problem. Well, have a, a great night, brother, and I appreciate you. Thank and you I'll keep you Thank All you. Right. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Okay, let me make a quick announcement. We're going to do part four webinar. I'm going to have the link up. I'm going to try to get there tonight. I've been so busy. Um, so y'all can, y'all can register for part four of the trust webinar. It's coming up, man. Don't miss it. I'm going to show y'all some great things on the insurance and the bonding aspect. So y'all can put your houses and cars and all that. All that shit under a bond and show you how to use the bonds and all that, okay? Let's go to 336 I think that's a great thing for you to do. I look forward to that webinar. That's going to be dope. Yeah, man. Yeah. Peace, God. It's be very how dope. you? Peace, God. Good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Um, you know, um, I remember when Brother Jonah was saying that the process that I showed him saved his life. Mm. And now, and now, I hear my friend Hollywood. And Hollywood, when you get when you when you get my call, don't duck me. Because you're not doing well. And that concerned me. Mm-hmm. But Joey, mm-hmm. fire show, man. Fire fire show. And and uh I'm I'm excited because it's great to hear how you had uh you maneuvered that uh that car purchase with the trust, man. That's dope. Yeah, man. You re- yeah, you're really you're really moving well, behind your trust. I see. Well, I, yes, I am, and, and, I, and I'm doing real commerce with y'all, man. I mean, that's, that's you know, I told you I was up right. but, you know, I let my own business out the bag, shit. That's all right. We we need to hear a little snippet anyway, especially for those of us that are seeking to move behind our trust the same way, you know. I yeah, I, I, yeah, got, I got the phone bill in the trust name, you know, I, I got the... You know the power bill in the trust name. I, you know I'm, I'm moving. I'm, I'm looking at you, so I'm watching how you're moving, and I'm trying to move just like yeah, you. Man. Just do that's everything all, through the trust. Moving, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how we moving, man. Because yeah. you know the, the thing about it, man, is now now when when, when tax come, they they're gonna be in the trust now. Okay. So right. Taxes are under the trust. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can give my ownership up at any point in time. Right? And that's what I did there. Right. When I, when I was actually when I was actually at the at the spot, I just gave it up. Alright, I'm gonna give up right. my ownership. Give it right up to the trust. Correct. I don't want the ownership. And that and that and that is how is the proper way to move behind the trust is that we cannot be so so caught up into owning something in an improper status or improper name. That we don't know how to just move behind the trust, but the trust own everything, you know. Trust and we just use man. it, you know. Right. So, so that's, that's, right. that's powerful, man. It's powerful stuff, and and you're doing some powerful teachings, and so, yeah, uh, this webinar is gonna be powerful God. too. I'm looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be a great you, webinar, man. I look forward to having y'all on it. I'm gonna have that link up tonight, so everybody can hop on that thing, yeah. man. We we can get started. Uh, getting people in there, and I, I plan. I plan. Let me go ahead and just drop a date right now because I was gonna do it this this coming up week, 
Hold on. Just a oh, check. Man. We're going to go into overtime. Oh, man. Hold on. We're going into overtime. Hold on. Hold on. We're about to go into overtime. Okay, we just went into overtime. All right, so Word let up. me drop a date on y'all right quick, so everybody knows when we're coming in. Right. Uh, we're gonna, I'm, a, I'm gonna actually do the webinar officially August the fifteenth, Saturday. Okay. All Saturday, right. August fifteenth. We're gonna do and, part, part four. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. The people okay. heard it. August the fifteenth, and and you're gonna be August teaching 15th. us how to how to work with these bonds and and what, give us some yes, snippets. Drop it again. What you going what you going what you going to uh, drop here, on? Here, 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 give here, us some here, snippets. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, you know, we're we, we gonna we, it's a it's a lot we're going over, man. It's a lot we're going over. But right. one of the big things is is the insurance side of it. I'm gonna show y'all how to properly maneuver privately with your trust with the insurance guy. All right. All right, all right, all right. Well, hey, I know, I know, the, I know the listeners are excited and they and they ready, you know. So, so you know, we know what the date is, so we all getting ready now. So, yeah, yeah that's man. what's up, man. That's what's yeah, up. Well, Joey, I appreciate you, man. I'm gonna yield, I'm gonna yield the floor, man. I, I, you know, I only okay. had to come out because I heard of my brother Hollywood, and and, and he know, he know I love I know. him, so. You know, when I hear when I hear one of us is like that, man, you know, I gotta I gotta move. So I wasn't gonna I wasn't yeah. even gonna come on, man, until I heard about how I will take this right. call. <laughs> yeah, take the call. All right, guys. Don't, don't don't duck your brother, cause I love you and I'm looking for you. <laughs> All right, no God. homo. Peace out. <laughs> Peace. No homo. Peace, God. All right, we in overtime, man. Um, we still got people with their hands up. If you got your hand up, keep your hand up. And we'll, we'll take a real, real short break. Um, and we'll come right back and get to some more calls, talk to some more people. You're right here on the bottom line on the New Evolution Radio Network. Uh, I look forward to taking the rest of these calls, man, seeing what y'all got to say out here tonight. We're talking about treaties tonight, man. Real powerful. Now, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to drop this real quick uh, so y'all can hear it. All right, I'm gonna let this, but you know, this recorded with the brother reading the shit about um, subjects in Morocco and all that, and this will go along with what I was talking about with 1481. All right, so let's let's listen to this, and we'll be right back. From the House of Representatives. The 59th Congress, Second Session. Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad. Letter from the Secretary of State. Submitting report on the subject of citizenship, expatriation, and the protection abroad. Page 459. Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir. There are, strictly speaking, no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, 
numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. Two and three. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3rd, 1880 as follows article 15 any subject of morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to morocco shall after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. Foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. The above ruling has never yet been acted upon. And should this at any time be contemplated seriously, a large number of naturalized people, American and others residing in Morocco, would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality of Moorish subjects, and the Moorish government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Philip. Google United States Code Title 22 Chapter 2 Section 141 Consular Courts Act August 1st, 1956, repealed sections 141 to 143, effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco. Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956, and all pending cases were disposed of 
by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 844, sections 141, RS sections 4083, 4125, 4126, 4127, Act June 14, 1878, Chapter 193, 20 Statute 131, related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. This uh, Bashar, and he also knows that North America or the America North America is known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa. Of course, I know that North America was known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa, and it reported to sultan of Morocco and there was a relation this is why I needed to ask you what's the relation between the first you know colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco because they con con communicated because in on paper it was part of greater Morocco that's it, known that's known but I, I, I need and to know from Jordan yes Palestinian. Yes. And he Palestinian, Jordanian, Arab, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. More lives matter. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. All right, all right, all right. Let's go back to the car lines. Let's go to uh, let's see here. Let's go to three one four two eight two. You're on the line. Peace, peace, peace to the gods. What's going on, bro? Peace, peace to the gods. What's good, bro? How you? Mm -mm. Everything good, man. Hey, another fantastic show for you, man. I mean, it's all good, man. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I appreciate that. I yeah, but I, I think uh, your boy you was uh, talking to early, man. I think he a newbie, man. I, he's got to be a newbie. So, I must mean, be uh, this information. I I got my nationality done in twenty eighteen. Right, right. I mean, he needs to hit some archives, some archives hard, man. Because uh, uh, he calls yeah. himself Moorish. I mean, with me even saying that, I had a conversation with a a, a so-called Jewish person. A while back, you know, something, it's been, like, it's been a, something while. like a Jew, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you got to know what the ish means. So, I mean, I had this conversation with the Jewish because, trust me, these people know exactly who you are. And I, I was having yes, a conversation. We, actually, we were sitting at a bar. We was drinking. And he said, man, I'm, I'm Jewish. And I'm like, okay, so you know that you are Jew-like, right? You are not the actual Jew. And, and the so-called Jewish brother said, yeah, I know. I said, okay, so then you know who I am then, right? And, and he acknowledged, yeah, I know who you are. I'm like, yeah, okay, so long as we have this understanding. So with that being said, these people know exactly who you are. 
It's just us. Of course they do. We've been we don't know programmed who we to are, not know so, who we are. Yep. Yeah, you so, have to wonder that's, why they're that's what I'm getting in this at. country who the United States pays reparations to. The United States pays them reparations for the Holocaust right now. Right, 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 right. What reparations but what I'm getting we get at is, man, I, I had a little student I had, man, that uh, I mm-hmm. told him, I'm like, okay, go learn all you need to learn about what you need to learn about. So he, he wanted to join uh, uh a more science temple. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Go learn what you need to learn about the Circle Seven and everything and about uh, the prophet. Learn what you need to learn, man. I said, but you don't need to be in no club. I said, learn your stuff on right. your own, man, because they're going to take you down the path and you're going to be, mm-hmm. you, you might as well go to church, man. You might as well go to Sunday school. So I'm like, might learn well. what you need to learn with them and then you move on and go to the next level of knowledge. Yep, exactly. So, exactly right. That's kind of one of the brothers I lost, man, because he got caught up in this whole thing with the whole more-ish thing that he forgot that he's a more. Mm. No, you, you're not he, more. He forgot who we were. You, you are a more. Either you are or you aren't. Which one that's, do you want to that, pick? That's, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you reiterating that because that's, that's so powerful, right? And, and you know what? Let, let's just pull up the definition right quick, shall we? I think that's always important. Let me pull it up real quick and give it to y'all. Okay, just a second. Okay, ish. And it's ish. It should be like. Ish. Yeah, all right, here it is. A suffix used to form adjectives from nouns, the same sense of belonging to, after the manner of, having the characteristics of, uh, like, addicted to, inclined, or tending to. A suffix used to form adjectives from other adjectives with the sense of somewhat... Or rather than, right? Let me give you another one. Right, right. Uh, ish, relating to or being chiefly like something. An adjective indicating a, uh, a nationality or ethnic group like something. Exactly. It's, it's, so that, that means that anybody calls themselves Jewish, they took that. Something like that nationality. Show, uh, you ever seen a show called Blackish? <laughs> I did, I did. I, I watched a couple episodes. I, I don't watch TV that much, yeah. but yeah, I've seen a couple episodes too. But you had to wonder. You know, I always thought it was funny how they called the show Blackish. Like they, they're trying to tell you something. Uh huh. But they wait the underlying tone. <laughs> blackish. Hey, but I, I got a little, little uh, something I want to tell that brother, man, that was uh, that was giving you st- grief in the in the chat, man. He needs to rethink hey, his please. name, man. I mean, he needs to follow his name because, I mean, I think, what was his name? Know Thyself. He needs yeah, to, re- really need to relook at that, man. And, and it's no diss toward him and none whatsoever. But you need to rethink exactly what your name stands for. You need to know yeah, yourself, like man. That. Either, either apparently, that he really does. Not right now. He does. Yeah, don't call. He's, don't he's call yourself. Critical that. information. You read, yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to diss a young brother or a female, whoever it is. I, I'm not trying to do none of that. But you need to revisit right. your name because your name is uh, know thyself. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? 
Yeah, so it was. I think it was. You, was it, bro. you really do. I, I think so too. Well, and and it, that I'm into something. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, no, no. You go ahead. What you got? Okay. Now I fell into something, man. I, um, one of my white brothers uh, put me onto this little series called Cabal. Are you, are you familiar with that on uh, YouTube? You said it's a little thing on YouTube called Fall. L-A-L-L, Fall of the Cabal. Okay. And it runs okay. through this whole I'll thing about... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, okay. Oh, now, it runs into the whole thing about what's going on with that whole Pizzagate thing. And I, I find it quite interesting, man, because uh, it, 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 it touched on everything about what how evil these people are, man, with this whole... Uh, uh, Private war they got going on with the uh, the pedophiles and the, the, the traffic. I can't find the, it. The, the is, it is it a uh, oh oh I see it. the fall of the cabal uh, documentary? Yeah, right? it's one through ten. They like fifteen to twenty minutes each. Now they got other ones out there that's like fall of the cabal too, but I, I haven't watched those yet. I follow I, I follow fall of the cabal one through ten. And hey man. If, if all that is true that they're saying, these are some evil motherfuckers, man. These motherfuckers are evil, man. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. These man, are evil motherfuckers, man. Send me a link. Send me a link because I'm having problems finding it. I, if, if the chick uh, sent me something, uh, a messenger on, on Facebook, so I, I forward that to you. So you can, okay. you can get the whole list of them. I mean, uh, the one I had. Where she said it was five, but she said me five. But you should be able to follow one through ten with the one I send you. So, okay, excellent. Yeah, send no, me a link. Deep, um, though, bro. Send me on Facebook. Yeah, that's I, I definitely man. I definitely like, watch wow, it, man. man. These, these I, I can see why there's a little secret war going on, man. Because these motherfuckers are evil, man. They taking all these children, man, and the things that they doing to these children, man, is 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 wow. It's mind blowing, man. Yeah, it's. it's Y'all need to look at that shit, man. I mean, I don't know how true that shit is, but it sure make you go, hmm. And, and, and as many people, because you, you see all these kids disappearing, but when they had the shutdown or the quarantine, you didn't hear nothing about these kids going missing. Everything stopped. No. No, you didn't hear nothing so about that. So according to this little but, documentary, but you know, there's it's, a lot of, it's, it's Trump going after these people and locking them up. Oh, so that's sure. the so-called secret war that's going sure. on. I'm sure there's a lot of underground cities with these with these kids in them too. So don't you know? Don't think they ain't out here. Somebody no, man. I mean, when you look at this, it's like these motherfuckers are having sex with these kids, man, young kids, and they they killing them, uh, drinking their blood, and and 
having blood transfusion. I mean, he's, they talking about the Clintons. They talking about Obama. They said yeah. Obama in on it. She's a damn shame. And, and your boy, what's his shame, name, uh, John Legend, his wife in on it. So I don't know what the You know what? I, I, saw, know. I saw a video. I saw a video where she, she kind of fronted him out. And he was like, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> and they said, like, why not? He was like, we're not talking about that. So he knows. They all know about this shit. Yeah, because it was, it was like breaking down. Like they had, like the whole pizza gate thing. If you order a cheese pizza, that means you want a, a little boy. Or if you, you order something else, you want a little girl. Or, man, that shit is crazy, man. That's ridiculous. Man, that, 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 yeah. that fucked me up when I, was, when I was looking at that, man. Because it's like, that's so fucking disgusting, man. Wow. Yeah, man. It's well, called I, Fall I, of the Cabal, like man. Anybody want to watch that? It's a cold it's world. It's a, it's a real cold world. I'm telling you, be careful, man. It's so. just don't. It's gonna make you, hey, hide, it'll fuck you up. It'll fuck you up. Hide your wife, hide your kids, right? right? <laughs> hide, hide, your, hide your family. Where you gonna hide it, though, Joey? Where you gonna hide it? In plain sight. They're kicking in your door. If they want you, they come get you. Hey, this is true. If they want you, they're gonna come get you. That's for damn sure. But you know, that's why you gotta keep your protection around you, man. You and your family. You know, watch your loved ones take care of the babies. You know, I, you know, I, you, forget, you know, a lot of niggas forget. I used to work with kids, man, who, who was battered and abused by by their parents and neglected and shit, man. So I have a real right. soft spot for that, man. And, and it, it really, to me, um, see, people don't realize this: fucked up kids become fucked up adults. So it's so that's important true. that that we take that we take care of our babies, man. You know, our little girls, mm-hmm. our young boys, we teach them right, and, and, we, and we teach them a system, like a buddy system. So when they out, they're not out by themselves, you know? Um, they don't talk to strangers. That's how I agree. You gotta, man, you got to implement all that real shit, man. I agree. Because like, like you, I work for a school district, but I work for special school districts. So the kids that uh, I handle or transport, they need a little bit more... I used to work with them type they of need, kids. They need a little bit more special, caring, special I guess education I kids. Yeah, I used to work with yeah, them. Yeah, they, they, they special needs. You know, so, they all on sped. They, 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 they all on um on IEPs, as they call them, individual learning plans, individual assessment plans. You know, they, you know, ain't nothing wrong with their minds, but, you know, they, they're not, they've been abused in some type of way. Neglected. Yeah, most most of the children that we work with, man, they got uh, 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 disciplinary problems. They 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 yeah, talk back. They cuss a lot. They yeah, they, they, they don't understand they authority. Like you know, shit like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But for the I most part, they, they still man. just kids. Like I, I had a little, I had a little white girl. Those are the ones you gotta watch out for. Right. I had a little white girl. She was like 11 years old, maybe 12. And uh, you, 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 you believe a lot of the stuff these kids say. This little white girl said, "I'm gonna give me a black man. I'm, I'm gonna have me a black man. Have me a bunch of black babies. Can none of you bitches tell me shit? Cause I'm gonna have me a black man. I'm gonna give me some black dick." And I, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to this little girl. Joey, I'm not joking, none whatsoever. This is what this little girl said. Listen, I believe it 100%. Now, when we on the bus, we always have uh, two adults. Uh, Say that again. 
Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, that, that. I, you must have been a paraprofessional or something. Well, well, I work for the I work I work for the district, but you know I ain't gonna get into details. But dealing with these kids, man, is is is, is, is ridiculous. Now, we we usually have two adults on the bus with us when when we ride somewhere, and these kids that I deal with, if if, if the if the the, uh, the adult is not ready. They would run these adults away because I had oh, yeah. a, oh, yeah. a, a little eleven-year-old told told an adult that she would kick her ass. She was like, Man, listen, "Bitch, I, I have seen ass. adults get their ass." <laughs> listen, I have seen adults. Listen, I had kids fight me. That's why I had to have knee surgery a couple of years ago. I had I had a kid that I got that got into a fight with me at the school in my classroom. The little nigga decided he wanted to kick me in my knee, busted my kneecap. Okay, we fighting. I had another kid come up and try to damn near hit me, missed, and we we started tussling. You know, I mean, I you know, I have literally been through that shit with these kids before, man. So it's so important, especially in the environment that you have people who can handle these kids and understand the, the pressure. Because what mm-hmm. they call it is going from mm-hmm. the front, is going from the front seat to the back seat to the trunk. You know, kid, once, yeah, a, once I, a kid, I, once a kid I, is up in the trunk, metaphorically speaking, they've lost their shit. Everything that went out the window. Yeah. They ain't in the drive. My whole people. thing, my whole concern with this whole thing, even though I work with the school district, I don't know how they're going to pull this whole thing off, man, with the, uh, the going back to school thing. With me working with special needs yeah. kids, it's a little different because... You know, you can't do virtual school with a special needs child. That's kind of hard to do because they need, no, need you specialty, can't. specialty they ain't gonna, workers. They ain't going to need... No, they're not. Yeah, but yeah. they still need schooling. So, I mean, the parents can't stay yeah. home and teach these kids because you need no, you need I, people with specialty. I mean, I you need you, they need the nurses. They they need uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 the, the helpers. This, and, and, and there's special teachers that you don't want to go in. A lot of these homes, man, you don't want to go in. <laughs> man, I got, homes, I, got, man. I got a young man that was in a wheelchair, man, would just sit there and pull his pants down. I mean, he, he he paralyzed from the waist down, but his upper body works fine. He'll sit there and shit and throw shit all over the damn bus. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it gets like that. But, you know, that's, me of, that's just something you got to deal with. But I that's what I'm getting man. at, but, Autistic kids and all that, man. I mean, but that's why it's so right. important. You trying to deal with this, this COVID babies, situation man. with these kids? I don't know how this gonna work. I want it to work because if it don't work, I ain't got no no job, and I'm still dependent on the job right now. But right. I'm hoping right. they find a way to make it work. But uh, anyway, man. Anyways, man. I, listen, man. Hit, hit me up, man. Uh, I know we're supposed to be getting together soon. So, uh, right, right, right. Look forward to talking to you. Hey, follow, follow the cabal, man. Look that shit up, man. I'm, I'm going to send you the link, but I'm, anybody uh, else listening, follow the cabal on YouTube. Yeah, that's some wild shit, tonight, man. man. That is some wild shit. Yeah, I'm gonna but I ain't going to hold you, bro. I'll ride with you later. Good to hear from you, bro. Okay, God, you be good, all right? Oh, uh, yeah, no doubt. All right, peace. All right, peace. All right, man. Anybody else want to holler at me, man? Ask a question, make a comment. This is the time, because I know what time it is. Um, MakeMoreCommerce.com. 
If you want to get down with our group economics, hit me up, email me, send me a text. I'll tell you how you can get down. Um, what else? Part four webinar, August 15th. It's coming. Make sure you tune in to Zona Bay on Fridays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. Tune in to Dr. I Said on Tuesdays. And I'll be right here on New Evolution on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. All right. Please come on and hop on our show next week. We're going to be doing a show on Brandon next week. This upcoming Saturday. I look forward to having y'all on that show. Uh, we're going to start our branding series on how to brand your your business and your company. All right. How to get down with that. Uh, all right. 405-888. You are on the line. Peace to the God, Joy. What's going on? Peace to the God. Man, how you doing? I don't nothing, man. Just come on. Doing well, brother. Just coming on, showing my appreciation. I usually sit in the background, man. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, just do my thing, thing. Letting you boys know, you know, I'm, I'm on my job. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm tuning in on, on Saturdays on, on what you just mentioned, man. And it's a lot of heavy information on that show, y'all. Y'all need to check that out. Yes, That's the damn is. show. You know what I'm saying? Thank so you, I'm about to we get did that show on taxes, boy. No, that was heavy. Yo, no doubt. You know, I'm going through that like, yo, you know what I mean? So check it out. Here in Oklahoma, man, you know, we're doing a whole dispensary thing. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm going to be chopping up with you in regards to that, you know, uh, yeah, on Saturday. Come so we'll I can get that. Yeah, come yeah. on, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you on the air. You can talk about how you set up your dispensary and um, get people oh, some God. knowledge of that. Knowledge is power. Yes, so sir. Love, yes, I love sir. Let's spread that. it out, right? Yes, sir. Teach you how to fish, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I ain't going to hold you up, man. I know it's the end of the show, man. Just going to show my appreciation of you and Jonah. You know what I'm saying? Peace to the gods, bro. Man, thank you, God. I appreciate you, bro. You're good. I just wrote your info down, too, so I can uh, I'll reach out no to doubt. you. Um, and then uh, when, when you're ready, I'll send you my number. So when you're ready, you can set up some time with me. Um, you can set up a time with me so I can get you on the show. That's a bit. I'm going to have you uh, with the uh, – I may bring my fellas on with me, man, because uh, – it's funny because right after this show, we're going to do a little minute. You feel me? <laughs> and I uh, have a okay, little meeting. That's cool. And, I got some uh, slides for September, so I'll bring it on in September. No doubt. All right. That's a bet. All right, man. Peace okay. to the God, bro. Okay, God. All right, God. Peace to the God. All right. Let's go to 313 Hey, what's up, Joy? Peace, God. Yeah, I just I had uh, I ain't really had much. I just wanted to know uh, what time is that Saturday show? Ah, uh, seven o'clock, seven o'clock Eastern. Okay, seven o'clock Eastern. And one yeah, more, seven I o'clock Eastern. Uh, okay, and where do uh for the, for these shows right here? Where do I find these shows? Is it on SoundCloud or you got it under something? Yeah, so all of these show all of these shows. Will, will will pop up in two places. They'll be number one on Blog Talk. So if you go to New Evolution Radio on blog, and type it in Google, um, they'll pop up there mm-hmm. on Blog Talk. And then if you've got podcasts set up on your on your phone, um, or you got mm-hmm. podcasts um, on your iPad, you can pull us up on your podcast, um, and, and the shows will be there as well. Okay. So so you can you can either Google New Evolution Radio and go back and listen like that, or you can go back and listen on the podcast. To all the recent shows. Okay, good. Good looking. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. 
Okay. All right. No doubt. God, peace. All right. 513 510. What up? What up? What's up, Joey? Good. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, bro. Hey, I had one little question, man. I don't know. It was about the, um, I remember y'all saying, like, we got to get the, uh, the ID for the trust, trustee. Yeah. Can it be a, can it be a driver's license? Uh, if it, are, are they is it a driver's license? Well, I I would say I mean, you find the passport. Man. Passport's better. I mean, my bad. I meant a a regular ID, just a regular ID, foreign ID, like a what a Mexican ID. You said passport. Yeah, is it is this person your your foreign trustee? Are they from Mexico? Yes, sir. Okay, or do they and they stay in Mexico right now? Uh. Nah, he ain't in Mexico now. Yeah, see, that ain't gonna work for you then, cause you need to have somebody who got a passport. Mm. Now you can use now now you can use both, but you gotta use a passport. See, passport is is an international document, and and when you're using your passport, it's really hard to duplicate a passport. Matter of fact, unless you have the original person's passport, you can't duplicate it. Uh. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to see if I can get him, get him, get him to get a passport again. I would. Well, and if he's from Mexico, he may have a Mexican passport. Yeah, I don't Unless think he do. <laughs> yeah, you already know. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. All right. Then, then what you do is just holler at him and see which one of his peoples may have one that's over there. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna have to do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep, that's what I would do. All right. All right. All good right. shot. Okay, God. Peace to the okay, God. Peace, God. All right, peace. Peace. All right. Um, I think that's that's all the callers that we got. If anybody else wants to get in, this will be your time before I shut this thing down. Um, MakeMoreCommerce.com. If I have a consultation with you and I have not reached out, go ahead and hit me up. Um, and I'll put you in the schedule because I'm, I'm going through people like crazy right now trying to make sure I get to everybody. All right. Um, if you need a consultation or a product, you can go over there. And if you haven't gotten a product yet, hit me up too so I can get that to you. All right. I think I took the email out. Um, I sent the email blast out the other day to so everybody who bought products. All right. So you should have your product. If not, hit me up. Um, August 15th, we're going to be doing the next webinar. Be glad to see y'all on the webinar. All right. With that being said, uh, we got one more caller. One 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 one. What up? One one one. Hello. One 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 one. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Cool. I had it on speakerphone. Um, how you doing? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Um, just want to send a shout out to Jonah. Hope all is well with him and the family. Um, just wishing everybody uh, that's within the reach of our forces to stay healthy and be well, prosperous. Um, I came in late on the more subject. So no, we're talking about treaties tonight. Oh. But didn't you say something about you don't 
about being a more subject, no? You were talking no, about being a subject to, as opposed to that, a citizen? That's because, I, that, that's because I had to correct somebody in the chat room, but yeah, that did come Oh, up. okay. Okay, okay. That's that's part I was trying to I kind of came in on that. Um, so I think when I did my declaration for the trust, I think I put uh, initially I put the more a uh, more citizen. So that would have been incorrect, correct? You don't want to be a more citizen either, right? Or no, yeah. you don't want to be no more citizen either. Okay, and you don't want to be a subject of Morocco. No, I'm not a subject of Morocco. Okay. I'm a national. Okay. All right. Just one clarification. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sovereign of Morocco. Okay. All right. Sovereign of Morocco. Al-Maghrib al-Aqsa. Uh, Al-Maghrib al-Aqsa. Okay. Sovereign in Al-Maghrib. Sovereign in Al-Maghrib. Okay. All right. Maghreb. Yeah, I just wasn't. Maghreb. M-A-G-R-E-B. Al Magreb. I like Cool. Okay. All right. I'll just do a little more updating myself on that info because I was a little thrown off on that one myself. Uh, I'll do a little yeah, because you on know that a, 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 a subject means that you're subject to some to, to a higher authority, which means right. that you're not you're, you're not the sovereign. Right. Okay. You don't have a dominion. No dominion. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if we, how do you, how would the, how would I correct that? If I put that in my declaration of trust, I mean my declaration of nationality, that I'm a Moorish, more not Moorish, I'm sorry, a citizen of Morocco, not a citizen. Uh, <laughs> a national. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's something about subject you put. You should hit me How up in the do private. Do I just go I'll back and read Okay. Okay. Private on that. Okay, yeah, cool. Set, yeah, set up a concept with me. I'll, I'll go through it with you, show okay. you how to do it. Cool. Hmm, um, yeah. One more question. Um, how? What's your uh, it was, What's your email? Joey Bounce at Gmail? Make more commerce at Gmail. Oh, make more commerce at Gmail? Mm-hmm. Make M O O R. Yes. Okay. Make more comments at Gmail. Okay. Yep. All right. That's it for okay. more. All, All right. Righty. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Peace. peace. All right. That's what's up, man. That's the show. I'm about to get up out of here. Um, I will see y'all on Friday. Make sure y'all tune in. Show Doctor Oscar some love on Tuesday. We'll be back on Tuesday for her show. Uh, and then we'll be here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday right here on the New Evolution. All right. With that being said, man, peace to God. Still on your square. We up out of here. I'm on a different time. <laughs> I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides. Trapping in the band up with your bitches side. Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent a dime. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife. But definitely Fabiani, we on a different time. Had the hustle and rob, they ain't leave me a choice. 
This can't be like Jay-Z and Bean's voice Never had a 9 to 5, I ain't believing that So the block is where I decided I'm eating that The staircase is where the fiends used to meet me at Police searching me, looking for work, but I was cheeking that Was on that block every night, getting to that bag Wanted that Kooji and Versace shit Biggie had Cooking that cocaine till it turned hard I'm living in hell, still believing in God I got faith like I'm Frank White Seeds don't want that work if it ain't right Niggas don't want you coming up if they ain't eating The block's jumping, I'm out here, I ain't leaving I'm popping, I ain't one of these lame niggas Me and Carmelo Anthony fucking the same strippers Going hand in hand is what made me a boss I know how to bounce back after taking the loss See tough guys turning the bitches in court Just made them realize they ain't as tough as they thought Bodies done drop for this money I got I earned these diamonds that I got in my watch I earned these diamonds that I got in my chain I treated myself for putting in all of that pain I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides Trapping in the band up with your bitches side Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent the dime Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife Put that Felipe Aviani, we on a different time I just wanna open this up, telling y'all I'm opening up I wanna be able to smell it before I open it up That shit ain't potent enough, I be plotting low in the cut Looking at the TV like that's supposed to be us But who am I to blame? I'm still a student of the game I maneuver out the rain and bring my shooters when I shame Yeah, I need a bitch that's a down one When them pounds come, make this out of town run Don't lead till your round's done Time to time I still chop it up with the old heads They told me how most niggas snitch when you go fast Told me to switch the hustle to flow dead My brother Pop died and flow dead You ain't quote dead Sometimes I still wish I had a brick for the coke heads Pull up with a mountain of snow and tell them go sled Remember Halloween's back when we used to throw eggs yeah. Stealing mopeds, gave a fuck what the Pope said fuck. Nigga, which one you happen to pick? Judge by 12 or carry by 6 Granddad said be careful with the drugs, don't let them defeat you I said I don't do the drugs, I just tell them the people He told me it's cold love when you going up Couple niggas come through and see how you holding up Pictures on your cell wall that you was holding up Give it some time, them packages and them bitches start flowing up I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides Trapping in the band up with your bitches side Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent the dime Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife Put that Felipe Aviani, we on a different time Woo!